You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Yeah, so yeah. philosophical. We know yeah. that I'm not doing it. Not no. my handwriting. No, well, exactly. And I mean, it's like my handwriting. We are, couldn't. We, are we going? Are we yeah, recording? All right. Well, we're going. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. I don't know if I feel like introing it the exact same way for this Tuesday, this like second one of the week. You know what I mean? Just welcome. It is the home unqualified opinion on wavering bias, but you already know that. You heard it on Monday. But if you are new to it, it is the home of... Of maybe you can opinion on wavering bias. It is fucking oath. It's the home of it, and it always will be. Eddie's Thursday podcast. Know that. Uh, Thursday podcast coming at ya. Look, the punter and the dribbler called for two podcasts. Yeah. Um, look, need I remind you that you already get one with bloke. You get about even. So this is technically the fourth. Yeah. But look, I mean, I mean, when you're asked to deliver for the people, time you have to. Well, you got to do it, Eddie. Uh, the people, the punter and the dribbler has afforded us, you know, uh, top the heap status. Yes. And when you're afforded that, you have to give back in some way more than you already have. Now, you could say we've been given for the last 10 years. Yeah. Day in, day out, given. Given. But. And ask for nothing in return. Ask for nothing. But you know what? When you got to give a little more, I'll give a little more. Happy to give a little more. Now, we are watching the Boomers take on the U.S. side. I don't know if they've got a name. Um, I think The U.S. side? Yeah. I mean, obviously, they were referred to as the Dream Team in terms of what their actual name is. If it's still the Dream Team, that's lame as fuck. Well, that's a little obnoxious. Not, well, it's not the Dream Team because, mate, like in terms of the stock that they could take to the Olympics, it's, it's not, not their, even close. It's not their dreamiest team. No. I'll tell you what it says on Wikipedia. It says... The USA men's national team, commonly known as the United States men's national basketball team. Okay, right. So, okay, got a so, they're, name so they're creative as well. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. I'd expect a bit better from the Yanks, if I can be honest. Nah, that, I think that settles right where, you know, because they're very patriotic. Dante hits a three, baby. Um, I will say this about basketball, and this may anger some people. We are wearing our Sydney Kings jerseys out of sort of solidarity. The Violet Crumbles, uh, they're the official basketball team of the podcast, NBL team. But I do find, and I think I was even having this conversation with Nude soon the other day. Mm -hmm. Basketball can be fucking very slow going until the final quarter if it's close. Yeah, but basketball, I, I don't think basketball pretends otherwise it's no. always been a fourth quarter game yeah right like particularly that's... particularly if it's close going into the fourth quarter which more often than not i feel like it is they're usually games like are usually obviously some scores blow out but generally speaking you know oh, that was a nice little play like how many games do you watch a basketball where it's decided in the final couple of minutes shitload yes and that's great but there it's the preamble like this back well, this is forward. just padding, Tom. Yeah, this is padding for the final thing. But I, look, I'll happily but the watch thing about four quarters of Australia beating the piss out of the USA men's national basketball team. 100% I will. And we're up by eight points. Now, obviously, the first three quarters are padding, but you've got to get through the padding. You, you have do. to. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like the wrapping in past the parcel, the first three quarters. You know what I mean? You're just getting through. P.S., haven't thought about that game for a while. Haven't thought about pass the parcel in yonks. That was one of the great games at like kids' birthday parties and shit, right? You'll sit down. Is it the music plays? 
and then when the music stops, whoever's got the parcel, you take it off. Sometimes well, you well, just get fucking gypped and you just take a layer of paper off and you've got fucking nothing in there. Now, I can't remember the rules specifically. I think you're, I think you're pretty much right. I think right. I'm pretty much right. Mm. Hear that? So it's sort of like the present version of musical chairs, except no one loses. Well, they sometimes lose if you're... If you're if the party you're at has a ruthless parent where, like, some layers are just fucking hoodwinked, like, we'll pull layers. Where yeah, it's we'll like, pull layers. But then you've got a sort of a dictator parent. The parents, generally speaking... Each kid has... Each layer has a present. Yeah. And they're all of sort of... Relative. Like, they're yeah. equal. Unless you're... The, except the middle one's usually, like, the big mama jamma. Everything else is, like, lollies or a little fucking... Yeah, you know, the big mama jamma. And the big mama jamma usually goes to the birthday kid. Yeah. Now, that's not always, that's not written in stone. Well, there's no rule, I think, that stipulates it has to go to the birthday boy or girl, but it's maybe an unwritten Look, rule. if history's taught us anything, Tom, it's that... The middle know, of the... The middle the usually goes to, to the birthday kid. Yeah. Now, are we off topic? No. Not really, actually. I'd say we're more on topic than if we were talking about fucking anything. The Olympics. That's the thing you need to learn about this Thursday podcast, punters and dribblers, is there is no topic. No. It's Whilst, just, you know, it's audible diarrhea yep. of the best kind. The kind that you'd eat. <laughs> the, t- the type of diarrhea you'd eat? Yeah. Yeah. Or that you'd sure. s- fucking slurp up with a oh, spoon. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, calm down. <laughs> I, I realise this is the Thursday pod, but Jesus Christ. Well, I've got to set the tone, Tom. Slurping up diarrhea is certainly <laughs> a tone setter, Eddie. <laughs> Fuck me. Well, um, the punter and the dribbler would, and they know it. No, yeah, they would. Uh, look, got to say a big shout-out to all of the punters and dribblers who have uh, got behind us in the merch side of things. We were obviously we were sending off um, punters and dribblers hats yesterday and today. There's like a hundred left. Hundred left, is there? Ninety left. Ninety left, and this is the literal last of the punters and dribblers hats. Uh, you, they, these won't get made again. Said that a few times, but I actually mean it this time. They're not getting made again. Um, so yeah, get them before they're gone. But they are here. They are live. They are ready to rip. Um, thank you to all the patients from the punters and dribblers. Mm. You've been fantastic. I will say this just as like a. Uh, just so we all are clear, there yep. will be no more pre-sales. <laughs> no. When the, when the merch arrives in this great nation of ours, that's when the selling begins. Yeah. And it won't happen a moment before that. So rest no. assured, moving forward, you're in good, safe, honest hands. Yeah. Not well, that you weren't. You were always in good, safe, honest hands. Not but that you weren't. I can understand. But we know. weren't the quickest. And it wasn't our fault. It was the supplier in China and... Look, they, they're, they're very precise with their work. They want it done properly. They want it done to code. Yeah. They want it done to the highest possible quality. That's what we expect. That's what we ask for. Yeah. But when you ask for that level of quality, all on behalf of the punter and the dribbler, sometimes times, you know, they unravel a little. Listen, it's our first time doing large big ticket items. And so we had to get the size of you motherfuckers. We've said this, you get this, but we're just saying pre-sale, no more. It's just going to be like... Also, it's hard to exclusively book container ships, which is what we now need. Yeah, we actually need the, like, the oil tankers. We repurpose oil tankers. We have, look, and that's, for, that's probably for a different podcast, talking you through the, the minutiae of repurposing oil tankers. But we are here to celebrate Australian gold, Tom. Yeah. And celebrate it, we will. We have now tied officially punters and dribblers 17 golds. That's the record we, ha- we uh, set in Athens. It's now been equaled, and I expect it. So Athens was our greatest Olympics? Yep. Okay. Well, I like that our greatest Olympics was at the home of the Olympics, but it seems like 
now it's going to be the home of the Sega Master System and Mega Drive. And it will be home of the Mega Drive. Yoshi. Home of the Sega, home of Nintendo. All the good stuff. The yeah. stuff we were reared on as punters and dribblers. Because we won the K2000 meter kayaks. Now, some punters and dribblers might point out that the other week I was, you know, less than positive about the sport. I remember it differently. I remember saying that it was for the toughest, yeah. the K2 kayak. Yeah, no, I remember you saying that. You know what I mean? It's boys, where boys become men growing up in the K2 kayak because Look, it's so demanding on the shoulders, Tom. I mean, isn't kayaking in general demanding on the shoulders? It's all shoulders, it's, mate. Well, that's kayaking in general. So if you can walk off the water with a gold, you've got the biggest shoulders in the game. Which is a flex. Which is a flex. Well, it's a literal flex. It's a literal flex. It's a shoulder flex. By definition, you are flexing. Did we also get gold in the skateboarding? Keegan I missed Palmer. That. You know what's annoying about that is I was watching the Olympics today and I was watching the fucking track and field and I didn't realise that there was skateboarding on with a national hero in Keegan Palmer ripping for the nation. And I was watching fucking the 4 by 100 relay heats and the triple jump men's and the men's shot put. It was, it was you put in our group today about athletes that uh did i that uh were born in australia but represent other countries yeah. oh yeah 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 and well, i was gonna, I was gonna, gonna put say it in i was gonna say keegan palmer did but i got it mixed up in my head he was born in the u.s but now represents the greatest nation of all i don't know of anyone that goes the other way kyrie irving kyrie irving there was a few that the punters and dribblers said there was this one guy phil dutton who's a horse rider of sorts well, and he was born in Australia and represents the US, I think. I and his mean, middle name's Peter, so his name's Phil Peter Dutton. Oh, well, fuck that guy then, yeah. with the greatest respect. Dave, what I would like for you to do, because I've done no research into it, but could you get me up to speed on what the Australians got in trouble for coming back on their flight? Yes. Or in the hotel room or some shit? I thought it was on the flight. Well, there's a couple of... There's been some, there's been some athletes acting up. I think there was some on the way to New Zealand. For rugby, so there's been a few rug, uh, wallabies that have been s stood down, like Corabidi, and then a few names I don't know. And then some Olympian Sevens players, I believe. Um, yeah, so what I heard up. was that it was the Sevens team and the soccer team. The Oli um, Rouge? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then apparently today they've said it's like there's seven other sports. Um, I'm just getting on Acting top of Acting up how? By what? Like celebrating a fucking momentous occasion and like the stress of an Olympics? You know what I mean? Like can these guys not blow off steam after an Olympic Games? Obviously, I don't know what they've what done. What have they done? All right, so it says Australia's rugby sevens and soccer players were the ringleaders in the unruly flight. So you can imagine there was a lot of them on the same flight, which left Tokyo last Thursday night, arriving in Sydney the following morning. At least one drunk footballer, doesn't specify which, Vomited in the plane's toilet, which couldn't be used again during the 10-hour flight. <laughs> That's not ideal. I mean, it's all full of Olympians, though, right? It's not like a fucking commercial flight, is mm. it? Uh, no, apparently, well, it says um, the specifics of who was involved, we still don't know. They did have excessive alcohol consumption. Uh, they were loud and disruptive to the other members of the flight. So people must have been complaining. And they failed to respond to requests made to do whatever they needed to do on the flight. Look, I get it, but I'm also like... if. Let them live. They've just been to the Olympics and they got a little bit pissy on the flight. Who the fuck's complaining about that? Yeah, who the fuck is complaining about that? And who the, who's... I didn't even think there'd be many people coming back to the country. Like, 
how many other people were on the flight that weren't in some way? Yeah, because you don't have full flights now, right? They're not no packed. Unless, unless you're saying that other Olympians complain, which is even more disgraceful, if that's the case. If that's the case, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm Look, if you can't blow off steam on the flight home after representing your nation at the Olympics... Especially in Olympics where you couldn't yip in Yahoo, you had you to come home early. And, you, you, as, soon as, as soon as the event was over, you were fucking... You were bloody... On the next flight out of there. The, herded onto the bus and then onto the plane and fucked off. You yeah. couldn't go around rooting and shagging and drinking and Yahoo and... Exactly. And getting up, all, up to all that yobbo behaviour that the Olympics has been... Come to be known for, Tom. There... Uh, so it says there were 49 Olympians on the flight from nine different sports. Mm-hmm. But it also says that the airline stopped short of lodging a formal complaint, but just wanted to bring the bad behavior to Australia's attention. Uh, fuck oh, off. fuck off. We're, we've lost our way. Yeah, I know. Who bring the it, fuck's decision but you was know that? What? That's, but, also, but that, that's Japan Airlines. Uh, oh, Japan. Come on. But what's, the, what's the difference between job. an official complaint and just telling you that you want it? What's the difference? No, I think an official complaint might have been like sanctions and could have been fined or something, but I think what they did is just tell the media and make stories about it. Look, Japan, you've done a great job to, to this point, a fantastic job. Yeah. But I think you've missed the mark there. Yeah, you have. Now, look, maybe in Japanese culture that sort of behaviour is considered <laughs> uncouth. What, you telling me that after an Olympics, Eddie, you can't boot in a toilet? But I'll give you the hot tip. A mile down high here, Down here, the nation founded, well, modern Australia founded in large part off the back of the work of the scallywag. Yeah, well, off the back of, a, of, a, of an airport or a, an air, a mid-flight boot. That's what we celebrate. Our national here. hero is fucking David Boone, who managed to drink like 60 cans. Mate, I'm pretty sure year four, a good chunk of year four the curriculum, Tom, that is, is is spent learning about that fucking Yeah, exactly. Boonie's boot. Boonie's great. <laughs> Boonie putting away fifty tins on the way to a, on the way to England, no doubt to win another Ashes. I mean, that's the stuff of folklore. Yeah, and then the the and Aussies. And, what, and you think the and you think the Ollie Roos and the and the Sevens team didn't know about that story? Yeah, and what they're trying to look, they've got a shorter flight. They're trying, trying to, to replicate fit, their heroes. They've got a shorter flight though as well, so they've got to fit more in. So of course they're going to boot. But also, Bernie was on the way to an Ashes, so you could argue he should have been a little subdued. They're on the way home from an Olympics where they couldn't rip, they couldn't tear, they had chong-proof beds, allegedly. Dummies they weren't allowed to wear. Like, what are we, what yeah, are we talking ornamental about? ornamental dummies and chong-proof beds. On what? Some bloke had a couple too many rumbos and fucking had a boot in the dunny. I mean, there's more than one toilet. I'll yeah, start fucking, there. firstly, more than one toilet, not a full flight. Other yobbos on the flight. Yeah, shit somewhere else. Shit somewhere else. Look, that's my opinion. Well, I think that'd be the opinion of the nation. I tell you what, nothing's going to disappoint us. Nothing's going to like distract us from Aussie gold. I would say this as well, Tom. I'd say this as well. Given these highly uncertain times and that the, the aviation industry basically on its knees in this nation, Tom, mm. I would have thought the uh, the ferrying of Olympic athletes would be a contract that would go to Qantas exclusively. That's not a bad point. Qantas probably should have stepped up and been like, listen, do what you want. Oh, that's a foul. You know? That's not, yeah. That's, dis- that's as disappointing as anything, Edward. 
That's as disappointing as anything. That wouldn't have got out in the media if it was a Qantas flight. Of course it wouldn't. What's the, what's the CEO called? Lyndon Johnson or some shit? Alan Joyce. Alan, Alan Joyce. Joyce. Thank you. Lyndon Johnson <laughs> Lyndon, might be Lyndon a, Johnson was American a American president. president. Was, yes. But you know what I mean, though. Could have been. It could have been Lyndon Johnson, CEO of Qantas. I knew it wasn't. But I knew you, it wasn't. But you heard it and went, could have been. No, I heard it and said, that's not him. You heard it and went, it's definitely not him, but it could have been. Lyndon Johnson could definitely be a CEO of a company now. Something to think about, something to ponder. Is Lyndon still with us? I'd guess he's not. I don't think so. I'd imagine. How old is Lyndon Johnson? When was he alive? He was just. He was the president after Kennedy. Okay, okay. so, um, so look, he, Lyndon he will served, be on his last legs. He served from still 63 to 69. He died in... Uh, he died in 73. Fuck, he didn't even see the oh, internet. So Lyndon. He, he was 64 when he died. Right. Hey, Lyndon. Lyndon doesn't even know what fucking an iPhone is. Jesus Christ. He might now if he's in heaven. Well, he may. But what we're saying is I think it's acceptable. I think it's play I think on. It's, I think it's play on. So a boot in a toilet. Boot in a toilet. Now, look. I've done far worse in an airport toilet, and in an airplane toilet, and I mean like. You mean on the way back from Bali? On the way back from Bali, Bali belly, nightmare fuel, you know, whole world of hurt. And... When it comes to like, oh, well, this toilet can't be used anymore. That was the toilet I was in. It was like, that was, I got my own toilet basically on that flight. No yes. one came near Yeah, it. so what's the difference? What's the difference? Yeah. yeah, the difference is that I wasn't having fun. At least these guys were enjoying look, themselves. Look, Tom's taken many toilets out of commission. I have. He's decommissioned. I've decommissioned a more toilets. Dunnies <laughs> than you care to fucking acknowledge, mate. You know what I mean? Old mate fucking vomits in one. At yeah. least they can clean it out and go again. You I can think they, they that. didn't remove yours. No, they did. Well, the flight was grounded for... Uh, that plane, sorry, was grounded for like six months while they tried to remove the toilet and the smell. Um, that is what it is. And then what did the Wallabies do, Dave? The Wallabies? What's, oh, Marika Korobiti. And yeah, the, uh, Naya Razani or someone. I'll find out. Because uh, they've, been, they've been stood down from the first Bledisloe. Two of which are at fucking Eden Park, which is convenient for New Zealand. Um, it says after you think if you're New Zealand, you'd be like, let's let's give them a crack. Let's, let's or try. do they just go, let's only play at fucking Eden Park? Because I also get that. But also, if you always play at Eden Park, then eventually, like, oh, you're just gonna about Eden Park. No, so the reason they're not playing in um, the other one, what's the other one? I don't know. The reason they're not playing somewhere else because they had a booking and basically this festival called Beervana um, was also had a booking and didn't cancel. For a festival? For Fuck, like, New Zealand, are, are they COVID-free, relatively? Yeah, pretty much. I think they get, like, international ones coming in. Sure. Uh, that remain in quarantine, you would assume. Yeah. Yeah, Wellington... Uh, yeah, Wellington... Um, yeah, the Beervana festival's there. August 15 for next week. And so they kind of let us know. Dante. Yeah, nice, baby. Nice, Dante. Dante's in a nice groove. Yeah, he is in a nice groove. Look, probably hasn't been getting, you know, he hasn't, well, he hasn't been getting much game time in the US. I like to think he's been saving himself for the big time. For the big, yeah. Well, for what really fucking matters. Um, it's interesting, though, with someone like Exum. He went pretty early, didn't he, in the draft? Fifth. Fifth round? No, he went fifth. Fifth in the draft? Yeah. And he's, is he still with the Jazz or did he get moved? No, he's been at Cleveland. I think he's now fucked off from Cleveland again. I would... I could think where of, is he now? I, I believe he's been traded again. He was at Cleveland. Who? I would hate to Dante. play basketball for Cleveland. 
Um, Depends. A, well, if, like, if obviously, if you're uh, he plays team. for the Rockets. Yeah, the Rockets now. Cleveland's just a fucking shithole, though. Yeah, I Cleveland is a shithole. But like, if someone said to you, "Do you want to come play with LeBron and win a fucking ring?" and then like, you would say yes. Of course, that. of course. So it's all context, Tom. Yeah, I'm sure. But I'm saying like, you know, if you want to pick somewhere to play, like Miami seems like it'd be pretty fun. New York as a city's fucking overrated. With the greatest respect to people who love New York. Well, it remind it's yeah, it's a it's a bit uh, overwhelming in the sense it's that it's very overwhelming. It's just also not as cool as everyone's like. It's not the Jay Z song that everyone's fucking singing. No, and there's like no trees and no real outdoors, and it's a bit claustrophobic. No, yeah, it's just kind of like a well, it's just like being in the CBD everywhere you go. And or, I've been in summer, and it was fucking dude, hot. Dude, summer's like I don't think I've been. It's like being in an oven. Yeah, dude. It's and fucking disgraceful. And there's nowhere to fucking like cool down. Nah, it's not I like, oh, fainted. let's nip down to the beach and have a swim. No, you can't do that. No, you can't. And if you want to go for a swim, you got to go to some fucking ritzy. Oh, oh yeah, that's baby. Nice. That's nice. Some ritzy rooftop bar. They fucking sting you 50 bucks for a margarita. Yeah, exactly. US yeah, plus tip. And margarita. Plus tax. Yeah. Fuck New York. I love New Orleans. That's where Never I, been. New Orleans sick. is my favorite city in New York. It was cool. But I also yeah, felt I, like I, I was going to get I shot reckon my, the whole time. Miami would be a vibe, dude. Yeah. Dude, New, New Orleans, So I think an Australian got shot like a week before we got there. And so I was nervous the whole time. Okay. Now, look. With five minutes left in the second quarter, Australia is winning 39-26. Not bad. It's not bad. You'd rather this than the inverse. Correct. But it's kind of a... It, I just hope it's not a bit of a, a case of like Spag Bowl last night where he was fucking dominating. Well, not dominating, but winning. Yeah. And then in the last hundred, he just sort of melted. Well... And that's not me having a crack at him. He, no, he did no, the country no, no. proud. Look, Peter Bowl, Spag Bowl, fucking... He, he needed a hot pace, Tom. Not to get two X's and O's. No, with the, but he with did. the punter and the dribbler. He needed a hot pace. He didn't get it, so he had to take up the running himself. By the time he got to the final 100, he was absolutely fucking rotted. Yeah. But what does warm the heart in regard to Spag Bowl, three million Australians watched him last night. Yep. You don't get... Like, that's more than fucking origin and shit. They're big numbers. They're huge numbers. Did you see, like, the, the West Australian Convection Centre? No. Conventions like where all his family and shit. Oh were. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. Well, Sick. I saw like this. He was like, in the end. He was like, man, I could name all of them. Yes, and he and he was like, um, I'm like, there's hundreds of people there. I'm so impressed. I mean, it's his family and shit. You'd hope he'd fucking know him. You know what I'm saying? A big family though. Well, huge family. But I mean, like, if you got a big family, it's like you don't you don't forget your family members' names, do you? Well, <laughs> well, yeah. Have you got that. hundreds of family? No, I don't. Steph's family does. Do you know what I mean? I'm 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 just. I'm sure one or two names had slipped from the mind. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Look, that's fair. What's the name of the Aussie coach? Jorgensen or something? Or like, don't know. That's a Dior. And by Dior, I mean Dave. Yeah, mm. Dior Dave. The, we don't what, Dior the running anymore. coach? No, no, no. The fucking oh, the boomers coach. The running coach. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, Brian, we were. Brian, yeah, we shifted. Brian Gurjian. G-O-O-R-J-I-N. J-I-A. Gorgensen. Well, we'll just go with how you said it, Dave, which was disgracefully weird. Um, I had something written down here, Eddie, because, you know, obviously we just fucking. Well, did you just quickly about the rugby union team? Because yep. it's the most rugby union scandal of all time, because 
A Wallaby statement released on Wednesday made it clear there was no illegal behavior, no damage, and no complaints made. What happened was uh, a few players, Korobidi, Nisarani, and Pone Farm Masuli, uh, after a team dinner, took some alcohol back to them, drank in their rooms two hours after their curfew the day before they had a day off. And they fucking got suspended for a game. Yeah. Uh, lame. Mm. Is that one of those, like, we're setting the expectation? Yeah, sort of, is. This is yeah. the team culture yeah, sort of yeah. vibe? No, no fucking half measures, rules are rules, standards are standards. I get it. I get it. But I'm also like... But, we, like, surely there's room f- to... There's wriggle room. I mean, Corabini's like fucking ad- off anyway, so what are you going to do, right? Like, if you're an adult, right, and someone says... You've got a 12 p.m. curfew and you're home at one. Is that the end of the world? No, it's not, Eddie. But I think in the team context. Like if you walk up at six, sure, you've played a shocker. But if you limp home an hour late, like, is that a a fucking you cannot cross this line sort of marker? I feel like in sporting teams, professional sporting teams, it's almost – there's an element of being treated like a child when you're an adult. It's like you've got all these rules and fucking this and that, and you're a bit like, it's like we're gonna let you give you a bit of freedom here or later to do this. But then again, if you go and act like a dickhead, it's like, well, you are acting like a child. We told you not to do that, and then you've gone and ripped and teared. But do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Where it's like, if you're not taking the piss, I think is how I'd put it. Right. But don't you, take the piss. But maybe you're taking the piss by breaking the rule. The rule was set because the rule was set. It says here that it's the first disciplinary issue that Rennie has had to deal with as coach. He's got to put his foot down. If Rennie starts becoming, you know, best mate Rennie, then who knows what will happen. They're already not very good. (laughs) Speaking of not very good, and I don't mean to be taking a turn to negative town, but um, one of my mates, like one of the chat groups I'm in, definitely more rugby-centric. Um and they one like a, they keep sharing the Waratahs social media sort of oh. pl- strategy at the moment. The reset. The reset is what they're calling it. So it's like, can you just get some of them up, Dave? Yeah. Like, so it's all about because they didn't win a game last year. They didn't win a game in Australia or New Zealand. They didn't win a game, and it's like the reset. Everything's fallen into place. I'm like. You know, they're like announcing re-signings of players no one's fucking heard of. And it's like, yes, just secured fucking Lockie Winterbottom fucking <laughs> for another two years. <laughs> Everything's coming together. Hashtag the reset. I'm like, bro, you know what? I wouldn't be saying that. I wouldn't be going about the reset after not winning a game. I'd, I'd be... The reset sets you up for a fucking fail. Because if you don't win a game again, or even if you just win one game, is that meant to be you? Is it like you can't get worse than not winning a game so you can say the reset? Uh, like, yeah, I'd be careful before I pulled the trigger on a word like reset because obviously it's a reset, but if you fucking get pounded again, then you just look like you. What then? Yeah. Where to then? That was then. It's This is just all just I think just the reset is when spin. you sit down with a coach and you make some good signings and there's a bit of belief. Oh, Patty Mills. Patty Mills. They compare Paddy Mills, like boomers Paddy Mills to MJ. Have you seen all that shit on the internet? No. They're like Paddy Mills in the fourth quarter when he's playing for the boomers is, is literally Michael Jordan. <laughs> he can't miss. He just fucking dominates. Okay, I love it. He's having a fucking ball terror, punters and dribblers. 
if we win this one, before we get back to the reset, hashtag the reset, are we, um, do we guarantee a medal? Yeah, because we'll be in the final and you guarantee we'll win it. If we get over the US, we'll win. So this is the... This is a semi. Semi. Um, there seems to be a lot of belief, before we get to the reset, in this side. Like they... I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, punters and dribblers. Believe that. We say that every week. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm seeing out of our boys is a, a, a chemistry. Yeah. A like-mindedness, Tom. They seem to be on the same page. Synergy. There's a lot of synergy there, but there's a lot of belief and there's a lot of camaraderie. That's yeah. what I'm getting. Yeah, they're getting on. Like, you can tell in the in the interviews and the way they're fucking hugging and slapping and yahooing. Like, I, I see camaraderie and it warms my heart. Could you imagine... And I mean, obviously, Benny Simmons was a maligned character towards the end of the NBA season. But like, if we had Ben Simmons as well, you would assume, despite the fact that he has an aversion to shooting, that we would be winning. We'd be even better, right? Ben he doesn't Sim make that team worse. Yeah, Ben Simmons is a freak. Make no mistake. But he would need to buy into the culture of the side, Tom, and is I what think, I'm getting yeah, at. And I'm, I, you know and, what? The concern is that maybe he wouldn't. Well, I mean... Look, he said that he wanted to work on his jump shot. He was he was sucking strawberries and cream off a girl's uh, out of a butt girl's hole. mouth at the fucking oh sorry oh buttholes. Well, sure. no, sorry, I didn't I didn't know the story. I was look, guessing. he might have there might have been buttholes involved, but there was definitely mouth involved at Wimbledon. Strawberries and when and cream. I think when we saw that as a nation, we said, mm, you know what, don't need him there. Is he part of the boomers' culture? Not now. Not at the moment. No, he can I be. I think you know what it might be, Tom. It might be one of those I've matured. I see now how much the nation means to me and I've come back and I'm prepared to rip and tear in, in France. In well, he's going to see us win gold and then he's going to be like, and now he's And then he's going to be interested. Yeah. So we've never won a medal. Never won a medal. We've come fourth like 50 times. It was the bane of Andrew Gaze's existence. Yeah. Now, back to the reset. Yeah. In my mind, a reset is like when you've got to reset a computer, restore factory settings, and you've got to reset it like an N64 when it's completely glitched out, which I think is fair to say that the, war the Waratahs Tom, are a uh, frozen computer. Do you mean when you turn, turn it, it off, off the PowerPoint? Pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> put blow, it in, and then, the but, don't, but don't put it in properly and go. Yeah, you've got to like give it a nice little crunch in. That, punters and dribblers, is how you load a 64, and it worked every time. Yeah. But the concern here is, if you're going to reset the Waratahs, don't you just melt the whole club and start again? Um, look. Or is it just a turn off at the PowerPoint, turn it back on? I, yeah. I mean, they're, look, they're trying to reset the computer, which historically can work, but it doesn't work as well as buying a new one. No. <laughs> you know Correct. what I mean? Yeah. Like if your computer's old and fucked and it's at, like, reset territory where you need to reset it every day just so it's, like... You know, optimal. operational. Yeah, it's operational. You know the you know what we're talking about, punters and dribblers, when your computer's about four years old, five years old, you have to do that. At at certain point, when you get a new computer, you realize how much better your life is with it. Well, it happened to me very recently. And how fucked it was before. Every time I was editing videos and the computer would just turn off, and I'm like, This is this is like being a Waratahs fan almost. It just turns off and stops working. And so I had to get a new computer. I would reset it. And when it would freeze, I'd have to reset it, get a new computer. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm winning comps again. Winning comps. Winning comps. So the, the best thing for the Waratahs moving forward, obviously, is a new computer. Now, given the circumstances, given the landscape, given 
Yeah, they, the they can't afford a new computer. I don't think they can afford a new computer. It's it's make do with what you got. And if that means, you know, scroll, scrolling through the internet, scrolling through bins, looking for old parts, trying to make it, uh, you know, trying to upgrade the computer, then so be it. Mm. This isn't a RAM situation. This is a whole fucking... No, this isn't RAM. This is RAM, hard drive, it's fucking nodes, whatever the fuck yeah, else is whatever else it is. Just even the wiring, you know? Well, they need new, they need new wiring, Tom. Because the wiring's, you know, transferring the information, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or the power. Yeah. Who the new, fuck knows? They've got a new coach. Uh, didn't they fucking sack their coach last year? Yeah, though? they sacked Rob Penny. But like mid-season? No, yeah, for no reason at all. Well, I mean, no wins isn't no reason. Yeah, but it was not his fault. Dave. Well, again, we're blaming the parts of the computer, Dave, not look, the operator. Dave, I know you're young, young buck, but when you've watched as much sport as Tom and I, you will realise that it doesn't matter if you have the worst cattle of all time. The coach is always sacked first. Yeah, that's the coach is always works. wrong. Now, whether that's right or wrong is neither here nor there. That's what happens. If you go a season of provincial or domestic and then trans-Tasman rugby union without winning a game, expect to get the sack, bro. Well, he was sacked after five games and then... Well, there you go. And then they still didn't win one. There you go. That's what you expect. They expect Ws. It's a ruthless business. Oh, fuck it's also Yankees. easier to get rid of the coach than fucking the whole side. The whole side. But... Maybe they need to do both. Burn the joint down, keep Michael Hooper. I don't know who else you keep from the side. You're a Waratahs man, aren't you, Dave? Or your family? We, yeah. You yeah. identify Historically, as rugby union fans. We, we, at one point, we were stronger towards that, but I've brought my dad back to my side. Oh, have you? Well, mostly because you're either watching the Storm win every week <gasps> or watching the Waratahs lose every week. Delhi, that's not good enough. Hit this three. Go on, uh, do it, you fucking dog. Yes. Love that. Uh, we'll take the lead. We'll take the lead, but fuck, we just you let the Yanks come back there. Well, this, that, that beautiful 15-point lead evaporated now. It's it evaporates free. quick. 45-42 at halftime. Australia v. the United States of America. Um, thrilling game. Dante Exum looks like he's hurt his hip. Thrilling game. Thrilling game. End to end, two points, then you get two points, and you get two points, and I get three points, and you get two points, and I get three points, and you 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 get two points. First quarter done. Yep. Well, first half. No, but that was my first quarter summation. Sure. I could have gone the full half, but I thought the well, the it joke been had been much. done. Tom, I don't know if you caught the uh, the pole vault the other night. Didn't. Very impressive performance by this Swede. Don't really want to talk about him. Although he was the only bloke to clear six meters, and then he put the bar up to six nineteen to try and break his own world record, and just missed it. But so he was like twenty centimeters better than anyone else, which the, is outrageous. The pole vault's a gnarly fucking sport. But here, here I want to get to with pole vault. There are no requirements whatsoever as to how wide, how long, or what your pole's made of. So you could have the biggest pole you want. You can have the longest pole of all time. But the poles are... Why? why is a, it, I mean, why is there no requirement? Well, I think it's more about how you handle your own equipment, Tom. Yeah, I get... Look, I can understand that, right? As in, you know, it's don't blame your tools. Well, it's exactly right. Like, you know, and blokes that are using smaller equipment can still get the job done. Yes, but at some point there'd be a minimum length pole that you'd be able to get away with well that's right so uh, the the like so there's plenty of blokes that use small poles right 
and they're pretty comfortable with them because they're easier to use. They're, they would be taller gentlemen, I imagine. But when you get into that big pole territory, which you need to jump six foot, they get harder to wrangle. Can you have multiple you could poles? Have a, you could have a twenty-four. You could have a twenty-foot pole. Could you have multiple? Then that would be about speed. Then you need to be able to run fast enough to have a, make a twenty-foot. Well, pole. the guy, the Swede, I think runs a ten-five hundred. Okay. What else is crazy is that they have to jam that into such a small thing in the ground. Yes. Every time they run up, like yes. that's ridiculous. Do they? Drag it along the ground for a little bit before they hit it in that thing. No, they run with it upright. No, I know, but then, oh, like, do no, they I just they, hole in one it? I think they hole in one it. That's fucked up. I could be wrong. That's fucked up. Well, because that would give them the like bounce type thing you need. Yeah, because it would. You need that. Yeah. And I think yeah, but the, you get that as well if you're dragging it. I think the reason there's no like limits on how big or how wide is because it's got to be like the best ergonomic design, which isn't like too tall that it snaps or too thick that it doesn't bend as well. And there's got to be like a little golden area. I wonder whether they're, they're all like pretty much the same fucking size. No, I, don't, I think they're quite different. No, I, they and there's blokes, that, and you, you take a quiver, that could be the wrong, a quiver may well be wrong. Quivers. <laughs> yeah, but, what, but a quiver of poles. I, I think traditionally it's called a pole. Oh, like a bunch of poles. They bring a big bag full of poles. Yeah, right. Poles. Sorry. So pole you bag. can have multiple poles yeah, per you can. event. Okay. Yeah, this pole ain't working for these conditions. Well, look, I mean, old mate's just, he's forcing me to jump over six meters. I don't feel comfortable up there, but I do have an old pole that's got cobwebs on it that could get me to six if I needed to. Six. Can I handle it? Yeah. Okay. I, whether Am I man enough to handle this pole? Whether I can get to six is another question. This pole could get me to six, though, if yes. I do. If but I can I get right. to six? Yeah. This Look. is a six pole. Yeah. Pole's got six in it. What's the longest pole ever used, Dave? Give that a little whirl. And, and who Google. used it? And who used it? Um, yeah, no. Look, I didn't watch the fucking the pole vault. I don't mind the pole vault, though. Forgive me for yawning. That's very fucking disrespectful of me to everyone who's listening. Um, Good to have you here, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really nice. I am Glad starving that, myself. Glad to know that you're uh, you're dialed in. Well, no, I am dialed in. I'm Do you want to? Maybe it's a nice time to tell the punter and the dribbler what you're up to. Well, I think I said on Monday, didn't I? I don't think so. Didn't I? Well, I'm on a fit, a health kick, fitness kick. Daddy now, uh, basically on a 12 week challenge, working with my good friend Josh, who's my who's training me now. Um, I've got to lose 10 kilos in three months. Otherwise, I have to get the Olympic rings tattooed on me. What date? What's the final date? Uh, I don't actually know 100%. It's like, but it's like... So I feel like the sort of, that sort of thing needs to be written. No, of so. course. It is. It is. But it's so it's like around when the new baby's set to arrive. So it's like October 20-ish, I think. I think yep. new baby due October 20 or 21. So it's one of those dates. Um, I was 104 Australian kilos. 104 fucking thick Australian kilos. Is that the biggest you've been? Comfortably. Um, so we're looking at the biggest Tom. This is the biggest Tom's ever been. Biggest Except I'd say that I've already lost a kilo or so since I fucking started this. So you've, you've come down. Yeah, I've come down. But I think like, you know, it's probably easy to lose weight early and then late. It's going to be like I'll be in a fucking sauna covered in towels. <laughs> are you going to try and cut? You're going to have to cut weight at the end. Well, I don't know if I will. To be honest, I've probably got 10 to lose truthfully like but i'm saying if you're a couple of days out and yeah you know, i might you've be still on the got, you might you might you know i don't want to get the fucking olympic rings tattooed on me dude jesus christ but 
if you want to get along with me, I know there's already PDX Pete, who's a baggy green member for absolutely no reason at all. He's one of the early adopters. He's, he's, he's lucky, and I think he feels like a fraud, which he is, but I still find it Well, funny. he is a fraud, but, you know, there's millionaires out there that won the lotto. Yeah, exactly. There's that, that's They're a, frauds. It's a benefit for being, uh, you know, in with the pod for so long that you, if he was an early adopter, he was in there when baggy greens were going for fucking nothing. It it's seems. like it's like getting in early on Bitcoin when Correct. it was fuck all. When it was nothing. But you know I mean? anyway... If anyone else wants to follow along and go on this bloody three-month bender with me, and by bender I mean straight and narrow, um, then feel free. PDX Pete, I think he got himself a trainer. He's trying to do it. Listo, friend of the show. I think I said this on Monday. I don't know. But he kind of like got me into it. And he was like, the message he sent me was fucking funny. But he was like, dude, this is probably realistically your last chance to like get back to any level of fucking fitness and health. And I was like, well, that's... I mean, yeah, it's probably true. And then he was like, and then I didn't respond. And then he goes, you're going to have two kids soon. And then I just didn't respond. And then he, just, and then he sends it on and he goes, fathers of two kids are fat, dude. And I went, all right, I'm in. <laughs> Fuck it. Is he like, doing it too? Yeah, but so he's like, me and him are both doing the same thing. Mine's slightly different though. So like, because um, Josh is like personally training me. Yes. Um, so I've got a session with him tomorrow, Arvo, I think, where he's going to fucking fold Bury me. you. Yeah. But that's probably why I yawned just before because I'm also intermittent fasting far more strictly than I ever have before where it's like, oh, yeah, I won't eat until 12, then I'll eat like six kilos of eggs. Um, so sometimes I'm, I'm doing it like the right way, but I'm just sort of getting used to it. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, basketball's gone. Oh. So you're working hard to make a living. Yeah, ran seven Ks yesterday. That's the longest I've run probably since Where'd I you run? Just Centennial, two loops, two laps. Nice. Yeah. It's funny, like... It's you can definitely do it, but like you, my I'm such I've got such a weak mind, and it's funny to see how quickly you start like talking yourself out of the thing you said you were gonna do when you like set out. All right, I'm gonna go to Centennial. I'm gonna run five k's, and I'm 150 steps into this run, and I'm like, and so I wanted to do the loop, and then I was like 150 steps, and I'm like, why don't I just run to that grass? It's just up ahead and then I'll just start running up and back on the grass. And I'm like, what is wrong with you, dude? Mental strength, fucking stay in the game, you weak bitch. And then like I get out of that and then I do, a, I do, I do 4Ks and then I'm like, and I'm pushing hard and I'm fucked at the end of 4Ks and I'm like, fuck it, 4Ks is good enough. And then I'm like, no, dude, you said 5Ks. Yeah. Fucking run. Yeah. So I get to 5Ks and then I almost like broke my weak bitch mind. I'm sure it's not broken forever. I'm sure it'll get me the next time I'm training. But like, then I end up running just another lap, and I was nice. like, "Oh, okay." Hey, that's the thing. You got to you got to set it out before you start. Yes, because otherwise you just keep moving the fucking dial. I was talking to Hugh the other day, who I run with a bit. He's a fucking psychopath, which is good for me. You need a psychopath. You need a psychopath in your fucking corner or a trainer. But I was telling he was talking. He's running a couple of marathons, and I was like, "When do you start hurting?" And I think he was saying like around like 28, 29, 30 k's. 28-ish, something like that, Dior. Uh, and I'm like, how often do you think about stopping after that point? He's like, every step. I'm like, yeah. you thought about stopping every, every step, step for fucking 12Ks? Fuck me dead. Seriously, I'd be dude. like, done. I w w Clancy and Dan Price, we should talk to them about how oh, well, they fucking thought about stopping yeah. that 100 and what, well, 20K? Dan's going on a 200. So we had uh, Clancy and Dan on this year? No, last year. Last year? Yeah, late last year. Um, and they were doing a 
But they, is, when's when's November? Well, November. November. Yeah, so that's when it was. was it, right. So they Just went. They ran from. <laughs> they ran from Bondi to Palm Beach and back in yeah. a day. But not the easy way, like the fucking coastal way, which yeah, is yeah. hilly as fuck. But the first day they did it, it was forty degrees, and nah, they couldn't it was make like it. Forty six, whatever. Fucked. You know what I mean? It was fucked. And then you're right though; it was in the mid forties, <laughs> and then they couldn't finish it. Couldn't they, keep down, they, couldn't way, keep, right? they couldn't keep down liquids. Fluids and shit? Fluids. Yeah. I think they ran two of the three marathons right. that day. Yeah, so it was a three ma- it's three marathons. Yes. And then they obviously didn't get it done and they were fucking upset. And then just with no fanfare at all, like four or five days later, they just got up I and I think did it was it. the Thursday. So they tried this on the Saturday and then on Thursday it was cool. It was Wednesday or Thursday. I think it was yeah. Thursday. It was a cool day. And with, it, with, with no fanfare, just got up and did it. Yeah. Finished at like fucking eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night in Bondi That's again. That's crazy. But, but Dan now yeah. about to do a 205 kilometer run, which is like running for 45 hours straight. With 7,000 meters of elevation. 45 hours straight of running. He's a fucking animal. That that makes me sick. I was, my back how was often would they 7K's. think about, but like How often would they think about stopping? Like, imagine thinking about stopping every minute or every second for fucking 20 hours. And, like, no matter how well-conditioned you are... That would be are, maddening. But no matter how well-conditioned you are, you are in significant pain. No, like, it, for most of that run, you would imagine. But that's my... Those, those ultras and stuff, like those big fucking massive marathons and shit, they're not, they're not comfortable. No. They're like, that's pushing the body Benny to Seymour the... Benny Seymour did something like that as well. It yeah, he's some, done a couple of things. There was one that he did that was like he in the desert. He did one in South America. Yeah, that was like in the desert. And then yeah. at all the different checkpoints, he'd stop and he'd take his shoes off and they'd be fucking drawing blood out of his toes and shit. He had to cut off the toes of his shoes because they were too small. Yeah. I was like, how did you only not take one too pair small. of shoes? No, no, not because they're too because your feet swell. Well, too small for the conditions. Yes. Yeah. That's why Pace Athletic, who again... Shout out to Pace Athletic. Yeah. Um, I've taken my new wheels for a t- DOS spin now. Yeah. Loving the equipment. Um, do I feel fast as fuck? Yeah, I do. Well, mate, I ran 7Ks in my Pace Athletics, in my Hawkers, baby. Well, you wouldn't have done 7Ks in the Adidas. No I, way. I haven't done 7Ks since I was like fucking six years old. So. Have you ever done 7Ks? I would have when I was playing footy, but like. Do you not, reckon? Yeah, for sure. But not. For fu- like literally not for years. Like at the end of last year, I was the fittest I've probably been for a very long time, for like a, maybe a four month, three month window, and I didn't even do it then. I was running four Ks, I think then, and this time I just banged it out in my hockers, baby. And my shins aren't even like I've been doing heaps more stretching and shit and um, icing them, and they really aren't that sore. Like considering I ran seven Ks yesterday, my shins, like they're still sore, but like they used to be. If you touched them, they hurt. So you're just icing them out? Icing and I've got a roller, like a really firm roller. And you've got hockers. And i got hockers. And it is like running on clouds, like bouncy marshmallow clouds. And also some support for my Harbour Bridge arches. Shout out to hockers. Yep. Shout out to Pace Shout Athletic. Shout out to Pace Athletic. Who've been tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous supporters of us. Tremendous supporters of, of Tom's journey to lose 10 kilos in three months. Yeah. I'll be proud as punch if you get, into, if you get it done. So bro. I've got to get to 94. And I'm not going to necessarily not drink the whole time, but I'm kind of going to be like, I don't want to not make it. You know what I mean? I don't want the Olympic rings tattooed. So it's like... Well, giving up piss, particularly beer, is going to be a fucking great place to start. Yes. And wine. I don't think wine's very good for you either. No, wine and beer are both bad. I think if I do drink, it'll just be a little bit of a visky. Yeah, just a nip. Or a rum. Get on the seltzers. 
Seltzers, I feel like, are early 20s if I want to go to a house party and get absolutely maggot. Nah, 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 nah. And I like a sit at home nah, and enjoy. Nah, nah. Seltzers are, in, in, the, the, in the defense of a seltzer, they're not what you were imagining, which is like a, a fucking Smirnoff double black. That's not the vibe. What is it? It's just low calorie alcohol. It's just super low calorie. It's it, like a it's like a mildly flavored mineral water. You know, yes. there's like sparkling water oh. with a hint of lime. Dude, there. Like I that. wouldn't turn your nose up at seltzers. They might be your fucking ticket to the big time. They're very refreshing. And what sort of calories? Got the same alcohol content, and the, there's fuck all yeah, calories. Yeah, like no calories. Yeah. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. There's like ten calories in each one. Maybe oh less. shit, Daddy might be a seltzer drinker. Mate, then there. I I actually quite like them. I don't mind them. They're very, like, they're very, they're not sugary crap like those Smirnoff double blacks were that fucking girls used to get plastered off the full pack. Girls, I used to get and guys shit faced on. But, a but, like, but I wouldn't start. I would, we used to get the um, the Ted's Platinums. They used to send me to a fucking. Ted's Platinums is the most disgusting beer I've ever had in my life. Disgraceful. We're obviously bloke in a bar exclusively. We are, but I'm talking about my youth here, punters and dribblers. Yeah. Why did everyone drink Ted's? Ted's was like the cool thing to do. Apparently. Why? I don't know. Probably because of the acronym Did name. you drink Ted's? Like I had one mate who was really into them, but I, reckon, I thought it was just because they're cheap as well. I mean, they were cheap. They were cheap, but they weren't. It wasn't about, I mean, to be honest, when you were not underage, but drinking in high school, uh, a six pack was all you needed. That's when I, like, it's funny to think back on those days. Mate, not even really. Like, Four beers, I was fucking pissed. Yeah, but like you could split a case with four people. Whereas Easy. now it's like, excuse me? And they used to be like 30 bucks. They case, did, didn't know? they? Pack of darts, 10 bucks. That's crazy. 10 buck darts. You guys are lucky. Yeah. Well, we're not. Sort of. I don't know if lucky's the right word. They got us into cigarettes and then jacked the price up and it was like. I can't stand darts anymore. No, I haven't had a dart for like three years. But I still crave one when I see someone have it. If I'm having a session, someone's having one, I might have a... See, I don't even... That's like that's the thing that I've been able to break, but I'll sit there sometimes and like just dream about it. But like I know... If you're, it, like if you're late in the piece and you've, you know, you've had yeah, a big one and someone end. lights up a dart, will you have one? No. no. I haven't touched one for three years. But... I reckon I've had like 10 in the last three years. I dream of them though. And if someone's like, sometimes you get like random like echoes of addiction that just come back when it's like, you have you see someone having one and it's like eight in the morning. Like I used to smoke them with, before I've eaten anything in the morning. You know what I mean? You get up and get a coffee and smoke a dart. And I'm like, the idea of doing that now makes me feel sick. But then there are these times where I see someone do it and I'm like, oh, bruh. It's I'd not love. as good as it looks. No, exactly. That's it. The memory will never. They're will, disgusting, mate. It won't live up to the memory. Yeah, you're remembering the time in your life as well. It's not. That's also the, true. Yeah. When I was just a fucking little hoodlum in Redfern or wherever I was living. Well, smoking heaps of ciggies reminds me of like being on holiday in Europe because we could just afford them then. You could yeah. smoke like after you've had a meal. That's also it as well. That's, yeah. When that'll be something, whenever we can travel again and we can go back to like fucking Croatia where Steph's family's from. Um, just being able to sit out at a restaurant like till all hours and they just drink, bring you like fucking bottles of wine in like, you know, just like the carafes or whatever. And you mm. just sit there and get smashed and smoke darts. I might smoke again if I go, whenever the borders open and I can go to go to Europe, then I'll have a dart. You're telling me if we're in, if we're in Bali on a nice balmy evening, big villa, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sitting back, 
Fuck Probably not, dude. Like, and I and I just go, fucking, let's have a dart. You wouldn't have one. Look, maybe, but I'm not that barley. Doesn't I don't really like barley that you much. You don't like barley? No. Why? Because oh, I got because barley, of the, your history there. Yeah. I didn't have a good time, so I don't remember it fondly at all. Maybe don't go with Bracey, who's picking up birds the whole fucking time, and have a friend, and don't be going in the after you've been dumped. Oh, well, yeah. Look, all of those things are really all fucking that stuff easy went against you. You'd been dumped. You got your mate Bracey actually shagging and left Bracey, you by who I love, and we all love here. He was actually obviously. For, he isn't a dog at all because he had me on his family holiday and I was like the biggest fucking blow into this like <laughs> Bracey family holiday. But he did pick up a chick within seconds of going to the nightclub where I was grossly overdressed and everyone else is in Have we told shorts. this story in the podcast? I think we must have. We must have. Where I look like McLovin basically <laughs> going out on fucking Superbad. Tom went out in denim jeans. No, it wasn't denim jeans. Length. No, it was, they were like, they were like really... To, to a club in Bali. They were cuffed chino pants and I wore a long white shirt and everyone else in there was wearing boardies. And it was like just after... Because he's in Cooter. Steph, so. Steph dumped me and I'd been with, we'd been together for ages. So I was just so long out of the game. I was just like fucking thinking I'm dressing up nice. And then I get there, four million degrees inside. Everyone's in board shorts. Even Bracey was fucking not dressed like I was. And then we walk in there, Bracey sees a chick, they start talking, he's gone, and I'm standing in there like, what am I doing? Did you do hover now? around Bracey and his bird? I, no, I made it, like I did a couple of times. I'd be like, hey, what's going on? It's like, oh, you're having a really good chat? Don't need me here. All right. <laughs> Woo. See you later. Uh, and I just walked around the, f I honestly don't reckon I had a real conversation with anyone. I was there all night. I got fucking hammered and. <laughs> I think at one point, and this is probably the saddest part, I sat on the shitter for like 25 minutes just because I was like, there's nothing else to fucking do in here. If you sat on the shitter in a party or at the pub because you got no mates. Not like just at a pub, at a nightclub in Coo. <laughs> That's lower than all. It's as low as it gets. We've all sat on the shitter at one point or another just to avoid conversations yeah. with people we don't like. Well, dude, this is, it was like, it was like no one wants a piece of McLovin at this but, point. But those fucking cooter shitters aren't in good nick. No, dude, they were not Spend twenty five minutes in there. You should have just gone home. Or did you? Were you dreaming of? No, no, no. Like I couldn't go home because we were like wherever we were. Their family was staying in a villa, and it was like there was a driver coming to get us. And pick, so I was like, I'm here until we go. And I was there. It was like the longest night of my life. And one where, and then I went home. I've said it. I went back and I passed out on their fucking couch outside. And then <laughs> we were leaving the next day, and no one woke me up. And I was just like shirtless on the couch. And I woke up to that entire house clean, and they'd like literally cleaned around me all morning. I'm like, I am a fucking mess. I am an absolute mess. And then Bracy, uh, Bracy brought that chick home, and I just woke up to him like she was leaving. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That's what happened last night. I was a fucking loser. But I think that maybe character building. Well, it's got you to where you are today, Tom. Yeah. Anyway, don't like barley. <laughs> <laughs> but that's mainly because I got sick. Because the rest of the holiday was actually really fun. Like with him, it wasn't like the, the holiday was shit. The holiday was mad fun. But that night was particularly embarrassing. We're getting done here, Eddie. We're now uh, nine points behind well, Kevin's the US. turned up. Kevin's decided to play a bit of fucking basketball. And Kevin's a beast. Yeah. Is he an all-time great? He is considered. Oh, for fuck's sake, hit a three. 
Dior punters and dribblers, I think he's considered the best scorer of all time because of his... Because of the ways he can score? Because of the ways he, he can score any which way. Yeah. He, he's fucking seven foot. He's not, he's not limited in what he can do. Oh, yeah, he's lovely seven, I think he is seven foot yeah. and he can shoot threes like the best of them. I, was, uh, I saw, I didn't watch the whole thing, I fell asleep, but I was watching Australian Story on Luke Longley the other day. That was an interesting fucking thing. I, again, like... Did they talk about the last dance much? Well, sort of, MJ was on it. He was interviewed for it. Um, for Luke Longley? Yeah, yeah. MJ fucking, um, who's the, who's the, uh, Scotty Pippen was, Steve Kerr. Yeah. He was interviewed. Um, a few of them, Phil Jackson. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was interesting. And it's on YouTube now, I think, if you want to go watch it. Um, I will. But I. What did they have to say about Luke? Well, I mean, he was, he's seven foot for starters. Paddy motherfucking Mills with the three pointer. Um. Look, they were talking. Look, it started off sort of talking about his life and like where he came from. I think he's West Australia. Oh, Fremantle, yeah, West Australia. Um, but just that he sort of he was like a he was like a king of American college basketball in the town where he was, mm. and then he went to Minnesota, and I think they or he went he went in the first round of the draft, went to Minnesota, and they were just a shithole team, and he was like, yeah, the team fucking sucked, and like they they were all like. Uh, you know, not like there wasn't like team cohesiveness and they were all sort of out for themselves. Yep. And then just out of nowhere, he gets drafted to the fucking, or he gets traded to the Bulls in, when did, when was MJ playing base, baseball? 96? 95. Well, he moved. 94, 95. Longley moved to the Bulls in 94. Right, okay. But like just getting drafted to the fucking best team in the comp and then... Um, Again, didn't watch the whole thing, but MJ said some story that was funny where it was like, because Luke's like, he was apparently like a really sort of placid and not like a aggro sort of NBA style player. He's just like a nice giant who, mm. he's like, mate, if I wasn't seven foot and could just like catch a fucking ball, I don't think I'd be playing anywhere. Um, but he had like 12 points, fucking five rebounds and five uh, blocks maybe in like the first half. And MJ tells it tells a story about how he's like, um, that's fucking it, Luke. Like you're killing it, dude. This is fucking great. And then by the end of the game, he had 12 points, five rebounds, and five blocks, or whatever. And then he goes up to him and he goes, "I'm never gonna fucking compliment you in a game again." <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I didn't realize how much of a throbber Luke Longley was in terms of Australian basketball, and like. It's just, it's funny, right? Like, Andrew Gaze seems to be the greatest Australian basketball that ever produced, but he's actually, did he even play? He did. But, and like, it, not really, He right? had a very short NBA career. But Andrew Gaze embodies the Australian basketball spirit because yes. he's so active. He's the king of the NBL, which is our domestic comp. He's got the Andrew Gaze Awards, yes. which, you know... Andrew Gaze is an NBA champion with uh, the Sacramento? Spurs in 99. Wasn't he parachuted in for that? Um, How many games did he play? I feel like there's a yarn there. No disrespect to Andrew. I no, could be wrong. I tell you what, Andrew likes wearing his basketball shoes on the broadcast fame for the Olympics. Likes it. He doesn't take basketball shoes off. Why is that? Because he's got to be ready to go. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they so were... He played 19 games in the regular season and didn't play the whole playoff run. There we go. Yeah. But, dude, I just, like, it's so funny basketballers. Like, I don't know if heaps of basketballers do it, but, like, 
Andrew Gaze is wearing like a suit coat, pants, and then fucking white basketball shoes on the broadcast last night. I'm like, what are you doing, Andrew? Again, this isn't anti-Andrew. I love Andrew Gaze. But like just basketball is like needing to be ready to rip. Needing to be ready to rip. It'd be like if fucking Ricardo was getting around in his driver's suit. You never know when I got to jump in a car. Yeah, or we just had his he- was just carried his helmet. Carried his everywhere. helmet, wearing footy boots. Look, I think that basketball ex basketball players like Andrew Gay is exploiting a bit of a loophole in society whereby basketball shoes can also be seen as fashion. Yes, but given the context, being that he's on the broadcast for Channel Seven and everyone else is quite dressed up, he looks a little bit out of place. But also, there's no way that you're going to convince me that that in any way, shape or form, that Andrew Gaze has even a skerrick of fashion sense. Well, Andrew... Or even care. Andrew Gaze falls into the the big guy mould, and I'm generalising here, but this is pretty much true, whereby tailored suits don't seem to exist for men that big. Oh, yeah, like big and tall. Johnny Big, I think, is the fucking Australian. Like, is, is, that, is that beyond human capability to tailor suits for the seven-foot man? Well, it's, it's, not, it's not beyond sort of human capability. We have put people on the moon, Edward, if you... Uh, but, if that's, you but that's what I'm confused by, Tom. Well, I think they do that. Johnny Big, I've seen... I saw an ad for Johnny Big. It's like Gus Wallen fucking... Uh, that's all I can remember, actually. Can you can you look at Johnny Big yeah. uh, characters? Not yeah. characters, what are they called? Johnny Big ambassadors? Yeah. Um, Andrew Gaze has his own line of shoes. Maybe that's what he's wearing. Yeah. What are they called? Gaze? Yeah, they're just called Gaze. Yeah. Are they? Um, I'm pretty sure, yeah. G-A-Z-E. Of course they are. How much will a pair of Gaze set me back? Literally, cheapest ones are 60 bucks, most expensive are 70. And they're, they're not very fashionable. I'll Dude, we that. might have to get ourselves a pair of gays. Oh, and just send us a link, Dave, on the fucking WhatsApp. I'll, I'll rock a pair of gays for a laugh. Just scroll down a bit to the photos of them. Uh, it might be the photos, but the shoes all look really short. But yeah, it says between 2005 and 2010, they sold over half a million pairs. Wow. It's over How long? Fi- over five years. Half a million? Yeah. 100,000 a year? Mm. That's Wait, not bad. Say that again? Between 2005 and 2010, the shoe brand sold over half a million pairs. Shit. Well, it hasn't come through on WhatsApp, but... Hasn't it? So... That's internet. This really sums up Andrew Goes. He competed in five Olympic Games, LA, Seoul, Barcelona, Atlanta, and Sydney. He's the second all-time leader in points scored at the Olympics. Highest place was was fourth in Seoul, Atlanta, and Sydney. Just that elusive fucking bronze, bro. Couldn't get it, and it looks like it. Who, who do we play? He's for a seven-time NBL MVP. Just couldn't quite get the NBA cracked. You can get it. You can get limited edition Gaze Slams for forty nine dollars, dude. Where are these fucking shoes? Gaze Slams. Gaze Slams. You can get Gaze Elite Slam Twos, the signature shoe with the black and gold for sixty nine bucks, dude. Let's get the best. Let's get the top of the fucking pops Gazes. You can get Gaze Elite Fly signature shoes, the green and gold version, dude. Let's get some Andrew Gaze shoes. Yes, 
Eddie, I'm serious. We're going to buy he's him. Also, he's got, so the, he's got the signatures, which are the basketball shoes, and then he's got lifestyle relaxed shoes. Well, the oh. Elite Fly, which is the golden green one, are a 2021 limited edition, only 100 pairs made. Oh, and they're still for sale? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think so, yeah, it doesn't say any sizes are sold out. Oh, no, yeah, some sizes are sold out. Oh, they're sold in Big W. <laughs> Where all good shoes are sold. Well, yeah, right. Um, I've only got two results. Gays, boys, high tops, basketball what, shoes. Does, does the link not work for you? It's not come through. It said it's been yeah. read by everyone in the group for me. Just go to gaze.com.au. Motherfucker. Oh, I can, oh yeah. there it is. No, there it is. US 10s, US 11s. Bang. I am a US 11 and a half, I, f I think. I don't have half. Well, see, that's the problem. I bought shoes the other day. I got some Nikes sent to the fucking house. Bought them off Culture Kings. They don't fit. What size are you get? I got the fucking size that says on the shoe I'm currently wearing. And they don't fit. And I'm like, oh, God, it's such a ball ache buying fucking shit online. Um, so what are we going with here, Eddie? Are these a waste of money? Yeah. <laughs> fucking oath they are. But that, I mean, they're also not a waste of money because we're going to sit here with our gaze, elite fly signature shoes, Look at green these. and gold. Look at these. Are they the green and gold? Yeah. Should we get them? Yeah, we get the green and gold. Yeah, yeah, get the green and gold. Do you reckon they're a big sizing or a small sizing? Because I'm US 10 and a half. Should I go up or down? Uh, I'd say stay that. They don't have halves. What do you mean? They don't have halves. Well, so what sizing do they got? You've got US 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, or 14 and a half. Well, how the fuck are you a US 10 and a half then? Because I order 10 and a half. But if there's no US 10 and a half, how are you US 10 and a half? On, on him, there is a US 10 and a half. Oh, he just doesn't he, have it. He, Andrew Gaze himself. <laughs> Did, was Tom just convinced that half sizes don't exist? Well, I know half sizes do with some, but some don't. You know what I mean? You can get half, half sizes are pretty common now. Back in the day, they weren't, but they are now. Uh, well, I'm a US 11, and I think that's what went wrong with me with these shoes that I got, because now I'm actually a US 11 and a half. See, this is the problem. If I don't get the right shoes, am I going to be bothered to go back and get the right size of gays, signature flies, fucking 2020 or whatever. Why are. don't we just get a US 11 and US 12? No, because 12 is too big. 12 is me fucking trotting around. Like, I want to be able to ball out in these things. I'm I'm thrown now because they could be a small fit. And in which, in, in which case, the US 10s won't fit me. I think we just go two 11s because I think they'll be a bigger fit because basketballs are big. You know what I mean? They're for big people. They are for big people. Worst comes to worst, we've wasted $130. You know what I mean? We'll donate them. Someone can fucking get them. We'll, we'll give them we'll away to a dribbler. Huh? We'll sign them. Yeah, but we'll sign them and give them to a dribbler. <laughs> um, well, Dave, do you want a pair? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say no. The only other thing I had was the decathlon. We were talking about the other day how it's like a medal for mediocrity. Well, that is, it is a medal for mediocrity, the fucking decathlon, right? Like every single person competing in all these events that we've already seen competed in, most of it, and they're just doing shitter times and shitter fucking distances and shitter heights. They're just doing 10 of them. <laughs> these are people that couldn't qualify for any of these events. But I reckon it's also like, it's tough because they're doing it all within two days. Like at the, were you watching the, was it the 200 last night that they were running? So I was they watching. Were, they were like 
they were done afterwards. I was watching the decathlon today and it appears that you need to bring your own, you've got to bring all your own shit. Like they had their own chairs and stuff. What do you mean chairs? chairs? For what? Like they had their own chairs for, for the discus. Like they'll throw on the discus and they pack up their stuff and they move to the next event. It's, it's very much, it's as close as to amateur as a sport or an event can get. It's sort of like going to a gala day where you compete in all these events. Mm. What do you mean a chair? What's a chair for? It's like, you've got to have your own chair to sit down yes. at the fucking like when they you're like waiting. They packed up their shit. They had all this stuff. They had their bags and their chairs and shit. And they'd go to the next event. It's like a school carnival. Like a carnival. Like a school carnival. I don't see the point. Apologies for yawning again. Uh, Well, I just thought they would supply their own chairs. Like they would, the the IOC would provide. Would provide chairs. Maybe it's a. uh, Maybe it's all part of it, right? Like part of the decathlon is being able to carry all your shit to every event as well. (laughs) Possibly. Maybe they don't even have like fucking buses and cars. It's like, oh no, you got to fucking walk to the velodrome if you're going to... Do they ride? What's in the decathlon, Dave? Mm, good question. It's all track events. Is it? No, there's a, there's a hammer throw and a... Maybe track not, and th- field events. Yeah, track and there field. There is an event. Do you all look this up and see if they still do it? Where it's like fencing, horse riding, shooting. Have I told you I used to do fencing? No. I won like... Or did I win? No, they didn't win. I think I came third. I don't even remember the event where I came third in, but I just remember having a certificate, but uh, like in a regional fencing competition. You did fencing. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did you get into that? Uh, at my primary school, like the, my... That seems rather snooty. It wasn't a snooty primary school either. Like they didn't do snooty shit. It was just like, there was a guy called Roland Von Zopf who was like this sp- Fucking, he looked like a musketeer, dude. He was like European. He had the 12 moustache, like legitimately. And kids who couldn't cut fencing. it on the track did fencing. No, dude. I could cut it on the track at that primary school because there weren't many guys in the year. It was a, it was a co-ed year and there were like five guys. So I think I was actually probably the fucking tier one athlete, if I, if I can be honest. The- Shout out to Jibgate and Barrel. It's a weird thing to do at a primary school as well. Very odd. Like yeah. they wouldn't just do like. Well, what know, are the what? How, do, how does one fence? Like this. Yeah, but what's the? You just got to try and. Nah. It. So like, uh, the the way I like again, I'm fucking trying to remember from when I was, what like seven, eight, nine, ten, seven, eight, nine. Um, it was like you would think of it as like the hands on a clock, and so like the movements would be like you know to there. So there, like, you know, the top quarter, the bot, like top two quarters and the bottom two quarters. But then it was like, it was like the hands on a clock, but it was the, 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 the terms used were like months of the year. Again, I know this doesn't sound like I'm not making it, painting a picture, but it was like, I remember like septim and octave, like was if you were like parrying, like if someone's like leaning in with the sword, like you'd parry it down and away or you'd, or like depending on where your hand was, you'd like parry it up. And like, you know, so there was all this shit, but I was all right at it. It was actually fun, dude. It's fucking sword fighting, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like it actually was fun. And you'd wear these suits. It's random as fuck. No, it's though. super random, super random. But you'd wear these suits that had like uh, sensors in them. So when you'd hit them, you'd score. Like, oh, so is that these, how it's done? Yeah, yeah. So you'd have these really thin fucking swords mm. that'd have like a knob on the end to stop it from being sharp. And yeah. they, would sen- they would like react to a sensor in the in the pad, padding yeah. of the chest. And you just go and sword fight motherfuckers. 
It's actually now I think about it, it was fucking fun. When when did you, how long did you fucking fence for? Probably a couple of years. Couple of years? Yeah, I think so. Like, oh, again, like, I don't. You were know. like a fencer, dude. I was a good fencer. I was well. I mean, I think I was. How good. did you fall out of the out of the fencing game? I changed schools. Did they didn't do fencing? And well, I was surprisingly. Gonna, well, yeah, I know. I wasn't going to go fucking. Have you, have you ever thought about joining a fencing club? Because I did judo. They'd as be well. crying out for members. I was in the local newspaper for judo, just to again to fucking uh, give some actual legitimacy to that Batuta article, where it's like everyone's talking about. Yeah, which, school, yeah. Uh, you know, which you're now dropping. You try, yeah, yeah. I was fencing, got third in a regional thing, and then I was in the newspaper for Judah. So, where, where, like, was there any fucking thought around maybe going, going all the way? No, there wasn't. Because once I changed schools, I was like, I'm not going to go. Like, when I was doing it at school, it was like, you do it with other people at your school who want to do it. I'm not going to go to like a regional fencing center and go and do fencing at some so you, you, Were you a range. member of a club? A no, fencing just, club? No, no, I was just at school. Okay. But I'm not going to go and join a fucking fencing club. How many schools fenced? Or what? like, were you like I didn't compete against other default? schools. No, I didn't compete against other schools. So how did you win a regional tournament? Because then I had to go and compete at these fucking things with randoms. Like, there weren't other schools. I don't oh, know they who were the fuck people they were. from fencing clubs. So it would be like the Southern Highlands fucking something, something regional fencing tournament, which is as niche as it gets. Yes. That's a niche. So, you know. What sort of, what sort of cat was at these things? Like, Bro, it- I don't even remember the event. Like, I actually don't even remember. I got no idea. Were you nervous the night before? I don't know. I have no idea. Do you bring your own fucking equipment? No, I didn't have my own fencing sword. What's it called? A fencing? Saber. I didn't know that. I didn't have my own well, saber. I think that, no, there's a few different types. There's a saber, uh, there's some other. Roland von Zopf was his name. Can you believe that? The, like, I mean, if, well, is there if a you more- were fencing in primary school, he would need to have a name like that. That's what I mean. Like, is anyone is that a more is there a more fencing fucking sword fighting name? He was a legit musketeer. That probably made it why it was so fucking fun. What 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 defines a musketeer? Like a three musketeers. But what is a musketeer by definition? I think it's a name of people in a fucking movie. I don't think it's like you. It's not like a. But you said he was a oh, legit no, 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 musketeer. Okay, I'm no, taking oh, the no, piss no, with no, that. No, you you're actually not. Because a musketeer was a type of soldier equipped with a musket. Well, then why are they called the Three Musketeers and they fight with swords? I don't. Well, maybe because at that time it was a joke that like muskets were out of fashion and they were just these like stupid <laughs> idiot dudes. Right. Well, all I'm saying is I wasn't saying. Oh, so legit- that's a joke. So Three Musketeers <laughs> is what? Wasn't the Three Musketeers a? The Three oh, Musketeers fought they didn't with have fucking swords. They had no. swords. Oh, I was thinking of the Three Stooges. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Dave. Oh, you can't blame me for not being alive when, like, the Three Musketeers was around. Is he crying? Like, no, he wouldn't be crying. He's just tired. Um, no, so, okay, The Three Musketeers is a French historical adventure novel written in 1844 by some dude. In the swashbuckler genre, it has heroic chivalrous swordsmen who fight for justice. Yes. Yeah. So, they were, so yeah. nothing to do with muskets. Well... Maybe muskets were like swords before they were guns with swords on them. I don't know, but I'm, when I'm saying a legit musketeer, I'm not saying like a legit Navy SEAL. Like, I'm just saying he looked like a fucking musketeer, like one he of the three musketeers. He looks they like had the an old stars and yeah, they right, fight with swords right. and shit. No, I thought, you, like, I thought that was how he sort of no, legitimized himself. No, he didn't identify himself, himself as a, yeah, I'm a musketeer. No, yeah. no. Shout out to Roland von Zopf. I assume he's no longer with us. I hope you are, but I assume you're not. Do you all, what, did you find the Olympic event where yeah, they yeah. fence? What oh, is no, it? No, no, no. What, the what? The Olympic event where they fence. They fence, they horse ride, they do, they swim, I think. Is that the, well, that wouldn't be the heptathlon, but would it be the winter? Is there, where's Thon Maker? Don't know. Just Google like all those events in yeah. one. 
Do you want to hear the sports that are in the decathlon? Or yes. Um, so it's hundred meters, long jump, shot put, high jump, four hundred meters, hundred and ten hurdles, discus, pole vault, javelin, fifteen hundred meters. And they, so you know, jack of all trades, master of none. Mm. That's right. Greg Popovich's hair looks like fairy floss. Not tasty fairy floss either. So they've got Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich as their coaching staff. That's pretty fucking elite. Mm-hmm. Bang. Oh, okay. There's the modern pentathlon. The, do they this still? Is, the one is that, that still a thing? Um, is it still a? Ooh. The pentathlon, dude. Listen that's, to how that's fucking five? random this is. Is, is that, that five random people? Pentathlon is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the modern pentathlon uh, has fencing, swimming, show jumping, shooting, and running. Say it again. Fencing? Fencing, swimming, show jumping, shooting, running. That's You know what that is? That is a pass the parcel of events where it's like you don't know what the fuck you're getting. How you're fucking like, random is that? It is random. Is, is that still uh, at the Olympics? Uh, as far as I know it is, but I feel like... Uh, Type in modern pentathlon, Tokyo. It might be a Winter Olympic thing, Tokyo. No way. Um, Swimming? No way. Oh, yeah, 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 no, it is. Uh, modern pentathlon, let's see when it starts. 5th of August, Thursday. Oh, it starts today. The women's fencing and the men's fencing is on today. Yes, there shout out know. to Roland Von Zop. That's a good omen. Can you ride? A horse? Yeah. Fuck no, dude. I hate if horses. If you could, if you tap that on, you'd be a fucking pentathlete. I could be a pentathlete. I could be a pentathlete. It, but I hate horses, but like you can fence. I can fence. You I can, can swim. swim. You can run. Can you shoot? I have shot a gun before. Yeah. Fuck, dude. We're getting somewhere. Am I a pentathlete? Burma, the modern pentathlete. Didn't, That's an image. Didn't we win gold last time? Oh, fuck me. Did you see that? That was hot. Mate, you I don't think we won gold us. in the pentathlon. We had... Who's our Someone fences? won the decathlon or the pentathlon last Olympics. Decathlon and heptathlon are track and field events. Yeah, Hept- yeah, yeah, I know that, yeah. Yeah, but heptathlon won- I think is eight, decathlon 10. I think the women don't do... I think the women do eight, the men do 10. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm pretty sure one of our women won... The, the pentathlon is a different kettle official altogether. Yeah. Well, that's more similar to the decathlon. Hey, Maddie, go here, that light. Just here. Oh. It just went then. Um, what is the... What's the name of the Australian... Have we got any fences? Um, I wonder if there's any Australians competing in that. Well, I feel like if there is, then from an omen perspective, I'm going to bet on them because we've been talking about my prowess with the sabre. And Roland Von Zop. Fuck me, dude. The US have just turned this on, haven't they? There's a minute to go. We're down by 23 points. And uh, they're doing like alley-oops and shit. Blocking us at every turn. Oh my God, bro. We turn our attention to bronze. We turn our attention to bronze. All eyes on bronze. All eyes on bronze. Is Draymond Green a dickhead? Don't know him. I understand. <laughs> It's a fair point, but I just mean like, is he a controversial figure? I believe so. Is yes. he like a, you know, a Will Chambers? Well, fuck. I mean, not even a Will Chambers necessarily. For some reason, I just I, I am not super au fait with my basketball. Um, you know, I know enough. There's Lillard. You know what I mean? I know. 
But Draymond Green, I just got the vibe that he might have been a bit of a divisive character within the NBA universe. Sure. I don't. I, I mean, I think so. Dave, you got that fencer for us yet, bros? Uh, yeah, so Ed Fernan is in the males. Okay. Ed. And Ed. Ed. And what's his, what's his like? Has he won a world champs before? What's his, you know? Um, let me find old mate Eddie. Uh, he competed at the 2012 Olympics where he finished in 27th. Not great. That's not good enough. Uh, he didn't compete in 2016. Okay. Doesn't say if he has any world championships or anything. We can find that, can't you? Look up fucking fencing world champions. Well, yeah, but he doesn't have. That's, he has There was nothing there. Oh, okay, yeah, so he yeah, doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't um, have a fencing world champion. Yeah, there's also Marina Carrier. Right. <laughs> not a boat, um, but she's representing the women in the fencing. Also, not too much around her. It's her Olympic debut. Fuck, so I really could have made the Olympics for fencing, potentially. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. I'm hearing a bloke who came near the last in 2012... Didn't and in compete 2016, 2016, didn't compete and has no world championships like yourself. This guy's as decorated as I am. Basically. And well, he's been to an Olympics, oh, but like no. essentially. Marina Carrier, this is what I was talking about before. Marina Carrier um, won, hang on. Yeah, won gold at Rio. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just said it was an Olympic debut. No. Yeah, you did say that, Dave. Uh, maybe. That might have been from last Olympics. You are... Hey, it only took me like a minute to. No, that's true. You also gave wrong. us the fucking wrong goal scorer, the goalie for the the uh, Matildas, and some dribbler fucking is in our DMs going, "That's not the name of the goalie." Deal got it. Look, wrong. we'll be putting on a multi. I'm sorry after to the this. dribbler that knows the name of the Australian goalkeeper at the Olympics. We'll be putting on a, a multi after this. Oh, I've got a feeling that Ed goes all the way. So we uh, just go both of them. Bang I think bang. So. The one, two, and the fencing. Yeah. I mean, it's been our Olympics, hasn't it? It's been Australia's Olympics. Shout out to Bo Junk who tipped me into the two Australian gold medal sailors. Yeah, um, and shout out to Eddie for not letting me know about it. I didn't let him know, but uh, just told Bo me. let me know and I got on. I've now uh, parlayed that, parried it all into Brooks Kepka. Oh, really? Yeah. Going hard at that omen. I'm going hard yeah, at that Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go at that omen today. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it was just such a powerful omen. Yeah. I just can't ignore it. I've if gone you hard at it. You've got to watch about even to understand the omen. I wouldn't have gone as hard as Michael, but I've gone fucking pretty hard. No, you wouldn't have gone as hard as Michael. I don't know that anyone in the country... Would See how hard as... he went at the cricket? Yeah, I know. But he won't show us how hard he's gone at the golf, which means it must be significantly harder than he went at the cricket. Which is hard. Yeah. Yep. Um, should we dribble? Let's dribble. Let's dribble. Vale, Brian, motherfucking Henderson. Do you remember Brian Henderson, Eddie? Maybe not. Maybe you don't. Brian Henderson was like, I. It, it's funny. You feel I feel fucking old even thinking about it. But Brian Henderson was like the newsreader back in the day. Do you remember him at all? No. That's crazy. Channel Nine. Let me type him in. What's his name? Brian Henderson. Shout out to Brian Henderson of Newsreader fame in the 90s. Well, it was in the 90s for me because that's when I was growing up. Fencing's on. Yeah, that's right. You tap swords after. You cross swords as like a g'day. Oh, you vaguely, yeah. Yeah, vaguely. Anyway. Vaguely. Brian died 89 today. I'm shocked he was still alive, to be completely honest. Brian was old in the 90s. Yeah. Well, 
Brian spent the last couple of years coasting. I'd like to think. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't have that on authority, but I I thought I'd like to think that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's probably time for us to dribble. Yep. Let's go. Yeah, g'day boys, it's the big bulldog dribbler here. Been listening a while, first time calling up. Heard you guys speak the other day about Kevin Gordon. Uh, I can confirm he's a Gold Coast uh, local here still. Went for a walk down the beach the other day. Saw this lunatic in his Speedos roll on a fucking blade and down the path and my missus goes, who is that lunatic? And I said... Uh, that would be one of the all-time great Titans tri-scorers. So it got me thinking, who's the biggest fucking lunatic since they've retired from rugby league? Just gone absolutely insane. Love your stuff. Thanks, fellas. See you later. That's a good question. I mean, Kevin Gordon, to me, seems like the one who's gone the craziest since retirement, right? Like, I just, I'm trying to think. Well, Hopper? Hopper's up there. Oh, Hopper's definitely. But Hopper was fucking psycho when he mm. played, you know? Like, Hopper was crazy when he played. Kevin Gordon didn't move the needle when he played. No, like, he was just a good player. He was fast as fuck, and he was a good but player. But in that, in that way? No. It was only once he, like, he did some video or something where he was, like, he put a carpet on a skateboard and was pretending he was riding, like, a magic carpet. And everyone's like, oh, that was fucking funny. That was funny. It was funny. And then he went to, like, a dude, like, I, I, I follow him on Instagram and I check out his shit and I'm, it, there's no hate here, but it's just, like, he's fucking bizarre. He's just, he's just, he's a unique character, right? Like, he's clearly doing whatever the fuck he wants to do, but I'm like, I don't know what he does because he's not acting. He's also like anti-vax and anti-COVID and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, you can't get around that sort of rhetoric. It's hard to... That, like, I mean, catch him, Matty. Thanks, brah. Um, Thanks, mate. Yeah, the anti-vax or anti-COVID rhetoric is just kind of like... Stupid people. You know, what do you do about that? Dum-dums. But that's not, you know... Well, it's that's not the weirdest part about well, it. Put it that way. Well, there's a lot of weird shit about him. Yeah, it's weird shit. It's just people that don't really know how to interpret information and weight it accordingly. Yeah, they don't know how to weight information properly. Yeah, not just information, but the source of that information. But uh, yeah, exactly. But like, they're, but they're they're not grading it. So like, someone who has no qualifications and has done no meaningful research. Is as is as that, reasonable that or reliable information, source. That information shouldn't be weighted as important or valid as a scientist, for example. Yes. But Kevin, if he's an anti-vaxxer, does that. Well, by, it, by, by pointing to things like vaccines have been bad in the past. Yeah, no one's denying that. No, no one's saying they haven't. But there are rigorous fucking... Testing. Like uh, fail-safes put in now for that reason. Can you just Google this, David? Because of our dark history. Can you just Google this? Because I don't know. I just, again, because, like, there's so much fucking anti-vax bullshit going around. But that there was some sort of act or something put in place that basically absolves all vaccine companies of any liability. Because, like, to me, do but you think I, I that think, they should uh, be liable? Or is think, it, like, if you're, you're operating on such a huge scale I think, I think, that you can't fucking be sued if someone has a bad oh, this reaction? Is a, this is a vibe thing. Yeah. This is all vibe. There are statistical, like, anomalies, or that's probably not right, but, like, there are adverse reactions that are very minimal that happen to the general population, like, you know, 
blood clotting one in a hundred thousand cases for example like there are thresholds i think that they need to stay below or above which whichever way that fucking what do you mean comes across so like maybe like people getting blood clots and dying from astrazeneca is not a good thing but like when weighted against the good it's doing yeah yeah it's an acceptable it's an acceptable like sort of uh amount of because apparently the pill gives blood clotting one in ten thousand to women yeah I read that the other day. Again, I don't know if that's true. I don't know like, if Dave's up to this level of Dioring. No, that's no, no, my so, concern. No, I've got it here. So in the US, there's an act called the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act, which um, author it says provides immunity from liability for claims, and this is to certain, I guess, companies, but it has to be authorised by the Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services. Basically, provides immunity from liability um, of damage caused by the administration of a drug in response to a disease or threat. Um, yeah, pretty much just- um, I just want like- to, and, it, and, it's, and it's for people and individuals involved in the development, manufacture, testing, distribution, administration of countermeasures. Yeah, right. But, uh, Good but I'm, there. Uh, Yeah, but I'm trying to find if there's a similar thing in Australia, which might yeah. be harder to find. Um, could you also try and get the fucking fencing back on? Um, oh yeah. So I uh, yeah like I agree with you that like there sh- like that you I don't think they can be one hundred percent perfect without perfect. having any fucking exactly right like that's the difficulty but the the it, I wonder and I'm sort of just thinking aloud because it was something I heard probably when I'm fucking you know clicking through Mundine's fucking Instagram stories but like whether that should be a thing whether you sh- whether they should be completely fucking but but I. I would I would suggest that they probably can't because of the range of people, like the range of people that they are. Like if you're if you're fucking giving a drug to for billions of people, Mm. within that sample size, there are going to be small, very small numbers of people that are affected in different ways. But it's better that 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 the 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 vaccine or whatever exists as opposed to not existing at all when people then just die of fucking smallpox. Like if you if you can reduce deaths by smallpox to zero, but one in a hundred thousand people gets fucking a blood clot, that's the lesser of two evils. Correct. Significantly. Agreed. Maybe that's how it's looked at. The thing I've heard a lot is to kind of explain this whole anti vax thing is that like, you know, people of our parents' generation would have, if not lived through things where vaccines have worked, but their parents would have told them like, oh, there was polio everywhere. Oh, shit like that. And then it was just gone. But no one closer to our age has kind of actually seen that happen in real life. They haven't seen the tangible results of a vaccine. Yeah. That's a good point. That's actually not bad. That's a great point. We just don't get shit. No one gets shit anymore because of vaccines. Yeah. And no one cares. No. Because, well, no one knows what, like, everyone just goes... It's government control. It's like, bruh, fucking smallpox was legit. Polio was legit. Like, these things fucked people up. Yeah. Well, I've got a family like, friend you, who's got polio. But are you like, okay, you're anti-vax. Are you, are you anti-fucking... Headache medication? Are you anti Are you anti-antibiotics, bro? Yeah. Are you anti-penicillin? Obviously, yeah. penicillin, the original. But like, is that, is that where you're going with yeah, it? Yeah, what happens when you've got an earache? What do you do? Do you just ride it out? Are you, if you get surgery, are you just going to say no to the antibiotics and like... Or the anesthetic? Are you just going to Are you going to say no to anesthetic? Is that where, is that where we get to? Because if that's where we're getting to, if you get an infection, bro, and you don't take antibiotics, now we get into the territory of having to cut your fucking limbs off. 
You want? Is that what you want? Are they just in those like leeches and spices areas? Where that's it's it's just like where do you draw the line? Okay, like if you if you're comfortable with surgery and you're comfortable with fucking antibiotics and you're comfortable with pain relief, right? Like processed food, and you but you're not comfortable with vac- with vaccines. Why though? I don't understand. How, where, why are you drawing that line in the sand when, A, you don't know what the fuck you're talking it about? It always seems like dumb people. That's the thing. It, it, like, it always seems like the people who are pushing it real hard are kind of dumb. <laughs> That's the vibe I get with the greatest respect. I could be wrong. Um, just on a side note, I realise this started off as a chat about lunatic rugby league players, but this is the podcast you sign up for. I saw a clip last night. Rogan on Rogan... The, this chick who escaped North Korea and she's detailing uh, like what life is like. Apparently it's a fucking gnarly podcast. I do plan on listening to it even though this one clip made me sick. And she was talking about how how um, commonplace just death is, like just dead bodies floating in the river. Um, you know, you go to the train station, that's where a lot of dead bodies are because like a train, that, she was saying something like a train that would take an hour to get somewhere would sometimes take do your own research here either four weeks or something or like four months or four weeks because sometimes they would have to push the train like people would have to push the train and anyway like the, the people would go and like live down in the fucking train areas and there's little dead bodies all the time and every day they'd come and clean dead bodies away and she was saying that like what are people dying of Starvation. 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 She was like... Yeah, it's a big issue over Dude, there. she was like, not a big issue, it's the issue. She was like, she was like, I never knew what not being hungry was like. She was like, me and my sister would talk about how much you'd eat of this, and it was always like, I'd eat a million fucking pieces of bread, but it was like, because I never had any concept of what it was like to have eaten too much. She said that she was um, brought, and like, she, she was brought up, like, it was, death is so commonplace that she was, they were so desensitized and had no emotional connection to like, uh, no empathy to anyone who died. So like they had no running water and you'd have to go to a well. This is really fucking graphic. So just I'm get what I'm about to say. She got to a well to get water and there was like a young boy, like 12 years old, starving to death. And he was so emaciated that like the skin on his back had started to like break apart and break open and his organs were out on the ground. I know, dude, this is, it's an nice shit. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck? And there were dogs circling him. No, bro. And, and he's begging for food. Oh, bro. And she's like, and she's saying, and she's going, and she starts, she like starts to sort of well up when she's telling, telling Rogan and she's going, and I remember in that moment, and it haunts me, I felt nothing because it was so normal to see shit like that. She just was there and she just got water and fucked off. Oh, my God. That's that's the gnarliest fucking story I've heard in a Dude, while. Dude, I listened to it before I went to bed. I had oh, some fucked up dreams. That. I had some fucking weird dreams, dude. Jesus Christ. Everyone knows you gotta you gotta go you gotta go light, light fluffy. and airy and fluffy and fruity before bed. We all know this. <laughs> you gotta keep it light and fluffy. You gotta go bed, light bro. and fluffy. You have to. If yeah. you watch like some crime thriller, you gotta you gotta fucking soften that with some Rick and Morty or some Seinfeld yeah. or something, yeah. bro. You can't go to bed on that note. No. It's madness. Yeah. That's gonna fuck me up for the rest of the day, that story. I can't it believe you went to I bed after I'm that. Not, I'm not gonna say any more. There was some there was some more shit, but like if you listen to it, you'll hear it. It's um anyway, so I don't know who the craziest rugby league player is. Let's move on. 
Yeah, sure. Heavy though, right? Dude, that's... North Korea. Oh, dude, that's so... North Korea's no joke. That's why they threaten just to fucking bow it. That's why they threaten uh, nuclear war every like four years. It's like it's on a cycle because they want aid. They're like, we need aid. Give us more aid. Or we'll just people are starving. Or we'll fucking we'll nuke you. And they're like, uh, it's it's just easier if we just give you food. It's just easier to give them more aid. Yeah. Tom, Eddie. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Pundits and Dribblers. It's the stats man. Quick dribble about Brisbane 32 and your quiet and right concerns about the Gabatoire. Uh, looking at the effects of other Olympics on sporting stadiums in Australia, well, the SCG wasn't used, but Melbourne in 1956, I thought, what happened back in Melbourne after the Olympics? And it turns out the Olympics were a positive thing. Melbourne, the three tests before the 56 Olympics, Australia had lost. But then we won the four tests straight after. And in all, in the next 22 tests in Melbourne, we only lost twice. 14 wins, six draws, two losses. So maybe revamping the gabatoire into the ultra-super gabatoire on roids is the way to go to make it just a complete impregnable fortress. Be soon. Did we... Lose at the Gabba to India just recently. Yeah. Yeah, we did. That's the first time we've lost there in like yeah, fucking, did. yeah. I, Statsman, I always appreciate you coming to us with the great stats. I'd say this. If we're going to give the Gabba a facelift and we're going to fucking supersize it, we're going to fucking roid it up, then the people of Brisbane need to start showing up to test matches mm. because their attendance to the greatest fucking, you know, invention by man from a sporting sense is appalling. Yeah, it is. They don't seem to... Queensland are like, oh, yeah, we love fucking... You're not fooling anyone with that no. seat design. Apparently, I know there's no one there. Apparently as well, they've lost the NRL grand final. There's a very good chance they've lost the NRL grand final now as well. Because because of the way that they just fucking pulled it, the rug out from the under the NRL when they were like, no footy on in any fucking... like You know what it was like last weekend? It's like, oh, okay, you're going to do that, are you? Well, we're looking at Melbourne now. Melbourne are interested Sydney's interested as well. Of course, Sydney's interested. But like, well, Sydney could still potentially go ahead. Looking less likely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Given current numbers. I don't understand how Gladys that. looks like she's been beaten to death. <laughs> and I, so. I, 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 I'm just saying that more from like a visual that I'm like, she looks fucking exhausted. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Not actually beaten. No. <laughs> and poor, like, poor. Beaten Ke- down by the virus. Beaten down. Poor Kerry Chant looked like that when she started as well. And she's, yeah, she yeah. did. It looks like it'd be a fucking scat. It's job a tough gig. She's, <laughs> she's gone the big lift. I'm, I'm proud I of her. I tell you what, I actually think, like, they should just get much more matter of fact. Like, every time they, like, after the numbers, the only thing that changes about what they say essentially every day is the numbers. So they go, uh, over the last uh, 24 hours, we've had 110,000 tests. Uh, 233 cases uh, and 55 of those infectious while in the community. And then after that, everything basically is what they said yesterday. We just, we need everyone to stay home. And uh, I would like, it may be asking too much, Tom, but I would like more insight into what the future looks like. I'm sick of day by day. I don't think they want to because they can't. They can't, like they're getting no control on the numbers. But I want like, what are the model, what's, what's the modeling telling us? They'd know. 
They're like, if there's fucking... If I don't think it's 50, good, Eddie. If there's 50 in a community every day, what's the next fucking... Like, give us a fucking... Give us an outlook. Because maybe that'll... You know, maybe that'll kick people into gear. If they're like, listen, based on the current numbers, we're in lockdown for five months. Maybe cunts that are fucking going around to barbecues and shit and fucking yipping and yahooing, which they fucking are, so don't tell me they're not. Maybe they get it, maybe they get it together a bit. Maybe. Maybe they do, but I don't, I mean... Like, if someone said to you, based on the current numbers, you're in lockdown for six more months. I don't think that would necessarily be a good thing for would society, that help, though. or would that be bad? I think that might be bad. I think people might lose the plot knowing they're locked down for six months. People might be like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it sucks as an indefinite thing as well, though. Like, I don't I like the really indefinite hand, I can't nature of that. Because a month ago, it was a week-long lock, week lockdown. And now we just still don't even know when it's going to end. Yeah. Well, they're saying that by... We all hoped by the end of August, but it's like the numbers are going up. Mm. They're it's, certainly not going down. It's ridiculous they? that we're a month in and the numbers are still going up. That's what I don't understand. Or also like, but also if they're like, listen, Delta is a different motherfucker altogether. We cannot wrangle this beast. We must, we, we, you have to get vaccinated. Maybe that would start pushing people into AstraZeneca, like old people, like the fucking people that should be. Old people it. are having AstraZeneca. It's all right for old people. No, but, not, but they're not, not having it. Old, not enough old people. They're not are having, having it. Vaccines. No, they may not be having not it. Not at no. the rates we need. No, 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 no. But it's certainly. But AstraZeneca is the old person's. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying right. maybe they'll. Just maybe they'll. The reason do it. AstraZeneca is available to people of all ages, Tom, is because the old people said no to it. Mm. They didn't. They were like, "Fuck that." I don't think that's the case. The reason AstraZeneca wasn't available to everyone was because on doctor's advice, it shouldn't be given no, to no, people no, under no, the age no, of 40. No, 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 but, no. But like on, the, like on the availability of the drug for people, right, the AstraZeneca was set aside for old people and then when the Pfizer arrived, young people could get it. Now, like fucking... You, you, some people like Grace Dumbrella, sister who's like 20, she can't even get a book in November because... Oh, so 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 because the old, the old people, people should be vaccinated now, right? But they're refusing to take AstraZeneca. Refusing to get it, and so because they refuse that's why they've that's why they've changed all the fucking shit because it's available. What? So, oh, okay, I didn't realize that. That frustrates it me. It shouldn't greatly. be. They're saying, oh, young people can have it now because old people don't. They've want got this stockpile of it. Why don't they force old people if you want to get vaccinated have this? Otherwise, die. <laughs> Seriously. I know that sounds harsh, but it's like we all have to fucking wait. Like, mm. and the and like I'm 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 booked in for a Pfizer in September, and I booked that in July, start of July, and that was early, or maybe even June. Yeah, I booked mine in June for September. Yeah, but like, if if we have to wait that long. But then there'd be, there'd be people that say, oh, you could go get AstraZeneca. 100%, right? But we were told that AstraZeneca is not good for us. That's the only thing that, like, and I know people that have had it, right? I think Maddie's going to get a fucking AstraZeneca now. Mm. I'm Josh sure had be, it yesterday. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be all right. And at the end of the day, if we have to, I'll do it. But, like, you can understand why the general fucking malaise of maybe younger people specifically are going, like, uh, you fucking said, like, a month ago that we shouldn't be getting the AstraZeneca. And now just because the old people don't want it, it's like, ah, oh, we'll just fucking have it then. Yeah, well, the... <laughs> no, but the other reason it changed as well is because they were, like... I was listening to it and there was a whole, like, risk, uh, like, way up they were doing between... When, it, when there was no cases and there was no lockdown, they were like, oh, well, under 
you know, under 40s or whatever don't need to have it because the likelihood of them getting sick from the vaccine is worse than the likelihood of them getting COVID. Now that there's an outbreak and there's cases everywhere, they're like, oh, actually, it's kind of tipped the other way now. You should get the vaccine because uh, you're less likely. That makes more sense. That does make more sense. But it, but it is also the availability is also because a lot of old people don't want it. Yeah, like which your is... your point still stands yeah, about the fact that you yeah. just told everyone not to have it and now they're telling people to have it. Because, like, even my old man got it. Uh, like, he had the AstraZeneca, but he was freaked out about it. And I was like, hey, bro, like, you're in the fucking, you're in the death zone. Mate, let the, like, the, the history will fucking teach us a valuable lesson. It'll, like, the, the, this will be in textbooks, how not to communicate with people. Yeah. Fucking 2021 Australian government. Yeah. Like, fucking hand that out. Yeah. How not to, oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. A chick's just fucking falling off the the fencing stage, Tommy. Are you a fade with the language? Uh, well, fell off the fucking mat. I, and and I mean like she looks like she's playing it up. I hope I hope she's okay, but I don't know how it happened. No, they are wearing helmets. I used to wear that full get up as well. Uh, let's have another dribble though, Dave. Yeah, I feel like we dragged idea. on. Yeah. Have we only had one dribble? Two. No, two. two. Tom, Eddie, Dior, it's kicking T dribbler. Uh, boys, uh, two things. If we're thinking we're going to have sevens and nines at the Brisbane Olympics, um, what are your thoughts on maybe adding sharpshooting as an event? Uh, I'm talking medals for goal kicking. Um, mm. You know, we'll make it international. We can bring out Dan Carter, Johnny Wilkinson, Hazem, Joey, obviously. I'm thinking packed Suncorp Stadium. Um, I'll even throw my hat in the ring, have a kick for gold. Um, could just really spice up and make a true Queensland Olympics. Um, secondly, boys, can you settle this for me? Thoughts on rugby league jerseys worn as smart casual wear. Uh, now, my mate reckons you can only wear NRL jerseys too and from game day. I've been to Townsville and I've been up there for Christmas and it can be a Tuesday night up there and the local shopping centre will be brimming in Maroons and Cowboys jumpers. They wear their bogan silks up there just to get the milk. And it's not something that I see in Sydney a lot. Um, so quite frankly, is, is that the ultimate sign of a dribbler? Is someone who's willing to wear their NRL jersey, you know, just for daily errands, uh, maybe their court appearance, just heading down the street to get a cappuccino. Um, thoughts on that. Thanks for the lockdown yarn, boys. Uh, landings on the moon soon. Look, I'd, I'd, I would split this up into two categories, and I hope this helps. Now, if you've got an older school vintage style jersey that's cotton it's it's the cotton we all know and yeah, love not bogan silk not bogan silk and it's got a collar i think that provides more versatility if you're rocking around in the bogan silk you're a dribbler to like yeah to like if you're wearing if you wear if bogan silk to the pub and your team's not playing you're you're a dribbler you're a dribbler that's all that's which all is, that is fine there's nothing wrong with it but, but you are a dribbler american culture and society is a bit more like accepting of just like wearing jerseys out everywhere here it's a bit more like what are you doing i maybe in victoria I well don't know. in sydney it's certainly that way yes that's what i in mean in other parts of the country it's not well townsville seems like they're very pro just a lot of rural silks. areas so they'll, they'll get the silk on for sure silks out of context silks they'll get the out of context silks on 100 percent. i don't have a massive problem with it i don't do it myself no does that answer the question probably not but I don't do it either. Uh, but, yeah, certainly, like, I, w I would wear, you know, the old school Manly jersey potentially somewhere. I don't mind Dior's new jersey's got on. That's actually funny. It, it works because Dior's wearing his Manly jersey right now. 
Melbourne. Melbourne, we're, sorry. We're actually all wearing Melbourne colours today with your Sydney Kings jerseys. No, they're, the you're, we're all wearing yellow. Violet Crumbles colours. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, really. Crumbles yeah. first, bro. Yeah. Crumbles first. I reckon that's not a good omen for you on Saturday night that you've come in here wearing purple and yellow jerseys. It's a good yeah. omen for the fucking It's a great omen Violet for the Crumbles. City Kings. When's their next game? Uh, next year. Whenever the fucking season the starts. Yeah. <laughs> Name one player. Casper uh, Ware. I couldn't tell you if that's right or wrong. Of course you couldn't, because you don't know shit. Because we're all here in Storm colours. You could no. name a lot more Storm players than you could Kings players. That's no, for sure. I don't think Definitely so. Definitely not. Definitely not. Don't think so. Let's carry on. Fuck you, Dave. Tom, Eddie, Dave. It's the third grade front row dribbler here. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, someone rang up and said that he was watching the uh, the Union at a pub in Coffs Harbour and got the boot at half time. Um, and I'd just like to sort of touch base there and highlight the fact that I was just watching the Para and Roosters game at a venue that I would imagine is the same pub here in Coffs Harbour. Um, and I'm just fascinated because I got the boot at half time. They shut up shop during a game that people actually give a fuck about being a rugby league football game. Um, so... It does happen, and uh, wasn't impressed. Anyway, beer soon, Penrith thirteen plus soon, over and out. What? <laughs> um, I heard Parramatta reels. The, no, I, so the, I saw I heard like halftime kicked out. Yeah, a few weeks ago, you remember someone called up and said they got kicked out of a Coffs Harbour pub at halftime during the Bledisloe mm-hmm. because they were closing. Yep. He's saying he was watching Eels versus Roosters at what was most likely the same pub and got kicked out at halftime. Yeah. Well, that pub needs to be burned yeah. to the fucking ground. We burned that pub to the ground, obviously responsibly. Don't want to get anything, you know. I mean, you're gonna, damage is going to happen, but only to the pub. We don't want people to lose lives. Well, I think, that's, I think that's implied. Well, I'm just covering our ass legally, Eddie. you got to do that. Okay, sure. No one to be killed. The pub, though, to be burned down. Yes, the pub to be removed from the earth. Yep. Hope that helps. Good dribble. Good well, dribble. Th- well, thanks for illuminating us to the problem. Yeah. And it's now, it's a fucking issue now, I can yeah, tell you that. It's a serious problem. Tom and Eddie, Eddie and Tom, just another manly dribble here. I uh, just got a hypothetical question for you, boys. Uh, Manasi Fanyo, if he was available next week, send that 14 jersey off Dylan Walker and slap it on Manasi. I personally fucking would. One, I think he'd provide all sorts of drama off the bench for opposition teams, especially in the back end of those uh, the halves. Um, and two, fuck Dylan Walker, he's a fucking grub. Let um, I me mean, what you think. Paramount and Nava, merely forever. Well, listen, I'd uh, I'd first ask you to watch your mouth about Dylan Walker, one of Manly's favourite sons. <laughs> um, I don't know if you'd pick Manasi straight off the bat only because uh, he hasn't played any game for fucking two years. Do you know his court case has been postponed until next year again? Oh, my God. But two people have come out, two eyewitnesses said they were there and, they didn't, and he didn't do it. But his court case, which was meant to be in July, has been postponed for another year. Like, this is fucked. I get the seriousness of what he's being charged with or whatever accused of it's been fucking but three like, years that's it's like the, there's something to like going okay like you almost have a no fault stand down and if you don't have a chance to resolve it within like a certain amount of time then you should be allowed to continue playing or so. i don't know like it just seems kind of fucked 
But, like, if you've got two eyewitnesses coming out and saying he didn't do it. I don't get it. I don't get it. That seems fucking ridiculous to me. I get that. But then the problem is if you're making judgments based on what people are just coming out and saying in the media, you're just kind of not really trusting the judicial system. No, of course not. But I'm just saying, like, if this guy's life is being put on hold for Mm. three years, the no-fault stand-down was something that didn't exist until recently. I get completely why it's there. But, like... The problem with the no-fault stand-down, though, is it doesn't really vibe with... The legal system. The legal system and how slow it is. Mm. Because it's not like, oh, we're going to stand you down for 10 games while you have your fucking trial and that's it. Like, and then in which case you can understand the seriousness of the fucking, of the charges then probably warrants a 10 game standout, for example. Mm. But if you're out of the game for three years and you're innocent. But yeah. That seems like, like that's, uh, that's unfair. Mm. It's, it's COVID that's made the case go longer. So mm. ordinarily there would, it would be slightly faster, but still not that fast. But yeah. Dave's obviously just uh, wants a young man, an innocent young man, just to lose the prime years of his career. Obviously threatened. That's not what I'm saying. Threatened. I, I, believe, threatened. I believe in a strong state and a strong judicial system. I'm trying to uphold we're not. We're not anti-judicial <laughs> system. We're, we're, we're merely arguing that standing a player down for three years who might be innocent in the prime of his fucking life mm. is... It's kind of like it's you weighted take it, too far the other yeah. way. You're taking the fault out of that fucking title, and it's just becoming the like fault stand down because it's like, well, you're being treated as though you're guilty because you're not playing rugby league, and we're just going to keep fucking adjourning this thing. Yeah. In fact, we might adjourn it for five years, in which case you won't be able to play again. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. The judge is just a massive eels fan. Yeah, he probably yeah, is, dude. Maybe some eels, some eels dribbler fucking left a comment on our Instagram yesterday saltiest cunt he actually he, he made a oh point. yeah yeah he made that. a point of leaving it on kempy's but on one of kempy's posts and then on one of ours and he's like i was really excited to buy some did bloke he in write, a, did he write it twice he wrote it he left it on kempy's one because kempy was putting up his thing for his hoodies and shit and then he put it on ours where we put up the video of just us packing hats Instru- and basically it said the same thing but it was like on kempy's it said he was looking forward to buying our merch and kempy's merch but on ours he was just talking about ours but it was like, I was really looking forward to spending my hard-earned money on some Hello Sport merch, but you guys just won't stop making fun of Parramatta Reels and flogging them like a dead horse, blah, blah, blah. Not a really smart business decision to fucking, to, to alienate all these people. And I'm like, bruh. I thought about going back aggressively or rudely, and I was like, no, you know what? He was no, thinking no, of buying no. merch. He was thinking pretty polite. You'd be polite. Yeah, he was just thinking of buying merch, and I was like, hey, listen, dude, thank you for thank you for even considering to buy merch. Uh, it's fine if you're not going to. Hopefully, Parramatta win you a title before the sun explodes. Look, in a, like, I mean, it's part of the culture. We all take the piss out of each other. Yeah, for right? everything. Also, it's the adversarial nature of rugby league. Everyone like, takes the piss out of everyone. If you if you went down that sort of fickle path, then you wouldn't be able to be friends with anyone because mm. you'd cop too much shit all the time. Yeah, you wouldn't handle it. If that was the case, then you wouldn't have a Melbourne Storm supporter as your intern. No, just correct. Because it would just wouldn't vibe with us. Yeah. Having anyway. him win all the time, it upsets. Yeah, it, would, it, would, it does upset me. It does upset us, but we, we fucking great. deal with yeah, it. Yeah, we deal with it. So, sorry to that guy, but... On we go. On we go. 
Yeah, g'day, gentlemen. Uh, Friday knockoff dribbler here. Just on the current anti-chong situation that's going on on Tokyo, uh, first of all, it's a bloody disgrace, um, but that's a dribble for another day, I guess. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on potentially embracing the Chong events in the future medal tally. Um, you know, count the historic rooting events like the Decatur Chong, Chong jump, uh, the half marathon, you know, even your 10-metre air pistol rooting. Um, I personally think it would attract the attention of the punter and the dribbler. And yeah, when we're talking Olympic campaigns, that's some pretty good attention to have. Uh, anyway, fellas, beers 13 plus, uh, Chong's forever. Uh, look, I'm not mad at that, to be honest. I'm not mad at that. Imagine if you could do like a, um, some sort of like tandem chong swimming where it's like. <laughs> Are you swimming and chonging at the Someone's same time? Someone's like, some, well, it'd probably have to be the, the, well, you'd both be, could both be swimming, but the woman is probably going to be like the boat part of this and then the dude's on top and you're both paddling, but chonging at the same time. Or there could be a backstroke where the dude's on the there bottom. There could be a backstroke as well. Could do it in canoe. Yeah. Someone's like facing backwards with I their legs you, right I around. I think you need to be in a canoe. I, yeah. don't, I don't think. Well, we're just trying to fit chonging into as many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I think you'd need some sort of vessel. If we're talking about aqua chong. Yes. Synchronized chonging. You could do that. Could you do diving? Fucking, you're already chonging and then you're just on the. Like how many thrusts can you get before you. Well, I think you're already out. thrusting as you stand on the board and then it's how many flips you can do while chonging. Yeah, it's like diving, but yeah, but you're chonging at the same time. Uh, great idea. There was yeah. a there was another dribbler who went on a similar thought, and he said, "Who would represent each country at the Chong Olympics?" Well, Shane, yeah. Shane, Wan. Shane Wan's the Australian fucking for everything. I can't speak for any other countries, nor do I care. Which... I mean, you'd probably get a large contingent of your of our nation's representatives from rugby league. Yes, mm. Dylan Sh- Dylan Brown for like compact areas. Definitely, yeah, yeah exactly. It's Shane a, would be flag bearer. Shane would be flag bearer if we were to do the, the Chong Olympics. Um, fucking Dylan Brown, Appy um Jai Arrow. Jai. The Sheriff. I mean, d- or d- the d- Sheriff. Napa. Everyone, yeah, exactly. The sh- Sheriff would represent the heavyweights. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Would there, would there be weightlifting but just with your hog? There definitely would be. And the sheriff would be world record holder. Uh, great question. Let's move on. I, you know, I saw you guys at Brookie in the Cowboys game. Gave me a hat. Just want to say thank you. It was great. Love the hat. Used the stubby holding you gave me. Very generous. You know, you guys are helping me through this difficult time, you know. Guys are some great, great people, and you know, keep up the good work and go manly. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. I love my hat. Cheers. What a nice young man. What a beautiful young man. What a fucking just a straight up stand up individual. That's that's some proud parents out there, Tom. Yeah, well, they should be. If they weren't, which I'm sure they already were, but if they weren't for whatever reason. They would be now, knowing how much of an amazing individual they've raised. I actually do remember that guy. Gave him uh, a couple of stubby holders, and we sent him a free hat because he was such a nice young man. Glad to help you through lockdown, bro. Hope you're doing all right. 
hanging out with your fucking your fam, getting through it. Everyone out there, that goes for all of you punters and dribblers. We hope you're doing well. We do. We hope. Yeah. That on that Kempy fucking starting that little fucking GoFundMe. I'm not 100 percent sure on the details, but um, I'm pretty sure he's going to turn it into a GoFundMe where he's sort of he's donating some money. I don't know if it's to someone or if it's going to be a bigger picture with it. But he put a video up on his Instagram yesterday. We're going to donate a bit of money as well. But I think he's trying to like make it more so like everyone can donate. Yeah. Um, because there are people doing it tough. So, you know, fucking can't work. Great idea. Shit. It's a great fucking idea. Great idea. But shout out to that fantastic young what man. What a fine young man. What a just a tremendous individual. David, let's move on. West Tigers shouldn't be allowed to play State of Origin dribbler here. Listen up, Dior, Dave, you fucking dog. I've called up the last four or five weeks after Sam Williams has had some good games, and I've said, he's the fully developed version of Luke Brooks. And I'm thinking to myself, now, after Sam Williams has a shit game, is the perfect time to say, again, Sam Williams is the peak version of Luke Brooks. Dribbler out. Get fucked. Sure. Sam Williams probably is the full realisation of Luke Brooks. I'd go along with that. I'd, I'd go along with that. I'd subscribe to that, Tom. I'd subscribe to that. I'd say that Sam Williams has probably a worse body than Luke Brooks, but I guess that's part of the ageing process, so maybe he's right. I don't think it's relevant. And do you think Sam Williams having a career of being like the second string half on a lot of teams and sitting a lot of time on the bench is probably the career trajectory that Luke Brooks would have had had Tigers not re-signed him every five <sighs> years? Quite possibly, although some would argue that Luke might go better not at a club that sucks as much as the Tigers. But it's a fair question, Dave. It is a fair question. I'm not ruling that out, Dave. I'm not ruling that out. Moving on. Food for thought. Yep. Tom, Eddie, Dior, punters and dribblers. Blindside dribbler here. In the glory that is the current Olympic Games for Australians, I just wanted to raise a discussion point. And the question is, is Bruce McAvaney the absolute greatest commentator of any sport ever. Notwithstanding rabbits with rugby league, of course. But Bruce, how absolutely special is he? All right, gold medals continue. Cold, refreshing. Blokes soon. Cheers. I don't mind Bruce. He's a he's certainly a fucking sports savant. He knows a yeah. fuckload about AFL, about athletics, about horse racing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's a... He's a machine. In no, that he's way. a machine. He's an absolute machine. He's not the greatest ever, but he's probably the most. He's probably the most. Uh, if you're talking about like, he's the most well-rounded. If you're talking about like decathlete of commentating, then that's Bruce. He's yes. the greatest decathlete. Yes. But he's also not like he's great at all of them. He's more of a pentathlete. A pentathlete because they're they're completely different. Yes, and but but he's but he's really like whereas you know. Um, in the the pentathlon, the, the decathlon, or some shit, you're running 100 meters way slower than the the best of the best. He's the best of the best across three. You could say he's the greatest. I don't think he is, but in the sense that I think like Ray Warren, a better commentator of rugby league than Bruce is of commentating anything, yes. if that makes sense. But Bruce still fucking amazing, and the 
knowledge he brings out is wild. He was doing it on Channel Seven last night. And he knows so much about everything. He's standing with Hamish, and he's walking, like, like walking along, and they're looking at fucking uh, two athletes, uh, two runners, and he's talking about comparing one from this era and one from this era. And he's like, and she ran a time of this in this year. And you're like, Jesus, dude, how do you remember all this shit? Mm, it's crazy, very impressive. But he, uh, he's, I tell you what, he's, uh, he's a bit of a magoo, or he's a bit, he's a bit like that one more time dance. Can't shake seven. it. It's hard to shake. It's hard to shake. He's king of the Magoos, but he's very talented. Yeah, he's very talented. Um, but yeah. Thanks for the dribble, bro. Thanks for the dribble. That us, Tom? That's us. Uh, 90 hats left if you want one. The link in the bio is there for you. Um, and we'll see you Monday. Bye-bye.